With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're listening to fox sports radio Radio. living the dream once again here on another fabulous saturday do we call this Fox Football Saturday, I guess, sort of. The XFL's going, baby. You hear that voice, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Hartman and Harmon with you today on this Saturday. And we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Mike, how are you? I'm dominating. You know, this is going to be a great experiment in our social media world because I get blamed on a lot of Saturdays. I'm out at a soccer field watching my kid play or we're getting ready to go to a movie and I'll be like, I can't believe you just said that on Fox Sports Radio. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm not even working today. It's like, are you listening to a podcast of something we did during the week? This and is then I realize it's you. It's Hartman and Harmon. Yeah. Okay. Now, Mike, Mike, you and I have a long history we together. We do. A long history together. You used to bring in some really good baked yeah, goods right. for us back in the days when Pat and I were doing a national ah, show with VTB. Yeah. Yes. And I'd come in and you guys would be like, yeah, it starts at 15 minutes. <laughs> and then suddenly I'm in for two hours. And you know what I got paid? Nothing. I got paid. I paid more by bringing the donuts in than whatever else. It actually else. costs you to it show It cost me money it. and the three hours of my time to drive here. Well, we have. it's always an interesting week. Uh, uh, the week after the Super Bowl, because I know a lot of people just started going to hibernation. Right. They go into hiding because the NFL season is finally over. I mean, the bottom line is we do get to extend, you know, the NFL season into mid-February. And by the way, down the road, when we get to an 18-game schedule and beyond, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we'll take up the entire month of February. But for now, it is that adjustment period to look around the landscape. We got the NBA All-Star Weekend. We're going to get into that today. Uh, we got March Madness down the road. That seems to be the next major event is March Madness. Hey, my team's actually going to get to participate this how year. About so your big win- well, how, how did you celebrate that Northwestern win against Purdue? What was going on there? Well, you I had already the started my day the- drinking for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I had done my show here right. on Fox Sports Radio. Bucky Brooks and I signed off. I hung out with the guys a little bit. We commiserated and I said, all right, go find some food, mm-hmm. grab some libations. 
sat and watched the Northwestern game. How many times did you storm the court when you were at Northwestern at a basketball Never game? willingly. <laughs> Never willingly. But I was right. there. Uh, well, when I was there, we weren't very good. But right. we did have the NIT team, mm-hmm. right, with Kevin Rankin and yeah. and those guys. And we beat Michigan. Huge win. Maktar and, and Jai then, then yep. Maktar Jai, uh, took a swing at me. Someone said something, thought it was me, comes over the top. Then Peacemaker, because we know guys have had their issues, Jalen. Juwan Howard was actually the Peacemaker (laughs) in that situation, which is funny given all these years later where he's at Jalen Rose grabbing him by the collar. Like, what are you doing, man? Uh, But, like, I was sitting behind the bench. I didn't want to rush the court. That's not me. Win the game. You expect to win. We were a pretty good team. Not a great team, but you had a veteran, veteran leadership there. And then we get into the uh, the NIT, and if Kevin Rankin actually dunked the ball instead of the little push shot as a seven-footer, they would have beaten Brian Grant, Xavier Musketeers. Look at that. You know your Northwestern basketball. Backwards well, we've got very few few dots, and this is an interesting well, you year. Had that guy, what was it, Eschmeyer? Eschmeyer was, was yeah, great. Yeah, he was a player. And unfortunately, he was another in a long line of big men that had the <laughs> chronic foot and ankle things. Got paid a lot of money by Mark Cuban. They made did a lot of money. He made a uh, lot of money. So you know, we we have March Madness. Obviously, yeah. my UCLA Bruins are very much in the mix. Looking, we, forward we've been to... talking a lot about them off air, Steve. Yeah, off air. Well, you and I. Well, I have. I tell you, well, what. I, you, you know, and you know I what just before is. the show. I'm saying on air. No, come on. No, here's the thing. I, I I'm so excited to have a, a legit coach because yeah. Steve Alford was a, an abomination, and he he drove our program into the toilet. And Mick Cronin's like a real coach. I was a big Ben Hallen fan back in the day. Ben was his own worst enemy. Of he course. made so many enemies behind the scenes. But that's I tried the hard to part. save him. No, I guess, that's it. I said, Ben, you got to calm down, man. You're old enough. You get this. You can't save people from themselves. I, I, what do you that, do around the hall? You trying to give good counsel here? He was Does anybody his own listen? Worst enemy. No. It drove me crazy because I was a fan. I'm a huge fan of Mick Cronin. And uh, so, anyway, we got March Madness down the road. So, we got a lot of things going on with spring training. Baseball is going to be coming up. That? But right now, all the focus is on one thing and one thing alone, and that is the launch of the XFL, which is, is debut right now. <laughs> that is the greatest sell job I've ever had. Well, hey, I'm, I'm, all I'm looking, I'm looking at a world. score right now. The Vipers are leading yeah. the Renegades 14-3. This brings up a much bigger question, obviously. Yeah. And because we saw the Alliance of American Football fail. Yeah. Uh, then we saw the first start of the XFL fail. This is the restart of the XFL. The USFL survived barely. I, one thing about the USFL's return and I was never comfortable with them using the exact same names of the original USFL teams. There's still some problems of copyright and everything else, some lawsuits going on there. Sure. Um, but it didn't start till April, like, you know, sort of a little time to breathe. Mm-hmm. This is the problem when you have a league launching the week after the Super Bowl. You got to adjust your eyeballs, right? You just saw the best of the best. I mean, Super Bowl was a great matchup. Two great teams, two best teams in the NFL were matched up in the Super Bowl. And you watch that, and then all of a sudden you got the Vipers and the Renegades. And that's tough. Is it necessary, Mike? Is it necessary for us to have off-season football? Necessary? No. Will we welcome it? Sure. We welcome our football overlords. I'm wearing a hat in support of the referees right now. <laughs> well, the referees, My, the referees are being tested in this league. Yeah, 
I mean, one of the things I love about these renegade leagues is you throw the rules no, out. No, that's it. Do what you want. And they're look at the players. Obviously, are trying to catch the eye of the NFL. They sure. want the big payday. I understand they're always going to be players available for these leagues. But for instance, the idea of replay for any kind of play, which I, by the way, I go back to the original replay before it was taken off the mm-hmm. books and brought back. And I remember in the beginning thinking, well, how do you decide which plays can be replayed right. and which can't? It doesn't make any sense. And they've done a horrible job deciding and picking and choosing which goes into the bin. Right. And and Belichick for years has said the obvious. I'm not, We're not talking about having more challenges. No. We understand. Keep the we game ha- moving. Yeah. You still have two challenges a half. But what prevents me from challenging a holding call that cost us a, a touchdown or you know first down or something like that. Why can I not challenge that play? So in this league, they're going to allow the coaches to challenge any play. It should be well, all inclusive. But I would say this is one of the great things of these leagues and whoever's behind the scenes and are the money people from the networks to investors, The Rock and Danny Garcia and their crew. And because I always want to make sure she gets enough love. Because she's the business person behind their relationship. She's He's invested, the face, yeah. but she's smart as hell. Yeah. Okay? No, no, I was having a con- conversation yeah. about their holdings with friends over brunch because they've got one of the original salt and straw mm-hmm. spots, and they spent the last couple days at Disneyland. It's like, oh, and we went to downtown Disney. We did this. I go, did you get salt straw? It's like, well, we've got one right around the corner. And started talking about, it's like, has that become a bigger brand? I go, well, The Rock and his, his ex-wife and business partner bought it. It's like, wait, what? Like, yeah, that's theirs. That's in their holdings now. And I don't, she drives a lot of that. But he's the face, so he gets all the credit. Like, he's the genius all the time. I want to make sure she gets a little I saw an too. interview with her. I mean, she has a very interesting background, very athletic. Yeah. She was into bodybuilding for a while and everything else. But she talked about the idea of essentially buying this league. Yeah. But, and but the big got thing, very emotional by now. I didn't know she was emotional thinking I just threw all my money away or the idea that she is in a position to make something happen well, with this XFL. Ha- that they have the hundreds of millions of dollars, right. billions of dollars, and that generally before Black Adam, they could call anybody mm. with a project and say, okay, I can get you on board. Yeah. I'll invest with you. My love of these leagues is that they get to be the guinea pigs for us. Right? Does it work? Do these... Challenge whatever you want. What, how does how does that get officiated? How does how do the coaches do it? They get to be the guinea pigs, and then it goes back to the competition committees or whatever else, and they can kick it around. And there's always going to be the powers that be that are against whatever. But maybe you finally get that ground swell of sport, kind of like the Hall of Fame voting or whatever. Eventually, you get some of these newfangled. Hey, I got a new stat that I created that's going to get my guy in. <laughs> Same thing. You, you They're know, the guinea you, pigs here. Mike, you know me in the Hall of That's Fame. That's why I needled you. I, I, I Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I'm not going to bore the audience out there, but I'm going to bring up one name and tell you about how this, how somebody gets in the Hall of Fame. Right? Oh, I thought we could tease that ahead for later. You, you don't right. have to tell that story. Because I, 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 your blood pressure just rose immensely. Your face got really right. red as All soon right. as I said Hall of Fame voting. By the way. Okay. <laughs> So that's all, the value all of, of these a long halls of fame, and, and since my my world sort of revolves around these halls of fame and everything else, for instance, very quietly today, the International Tennis Hall of Fame announced its new inductees, uh-huh. and so they had seven players that were nominated, and none none of them got in. They also have a contributors category, and then they have a wheelchair tennis category. Okay. Today it was announced the only inductees in the class of 2023 are the two wheelchair 
inductees into their Hall of Fame. Now, I give the Hall of Fame credit for acknowledging no, absolutely. that these are not people, obviously, that played in Wimbledon or you right. know stuff like this. And it's sort of like, what do you want to be as a Hall of Fame? Like, what are you, what are you looking for? All right, so on the other side, because the Basketball Hall of Fame also announced its finalists. Yeah. And I'm gonna I, I'm gonna challenge you on a couple of these. Come names. on in, the water's fine. I, I'm gonna challenge you, <laughs> and then we'll morph into what's happening with the baseball hall of fame, and more profoundly, the pro football hall of fame. Exactly, where do you draw the line when you're acknowledging the immortals? Those that will live forever in your respective sport. All right, we roll on here. This is Fox Sports Saturday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Harmon, Mike Harmon with you here on Fox Sports Saturday. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. All right, so just to update you, I know a lot of people are hanging on yeah, for the latest bad, XFL bad, 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 bad. news. Vipers maintaining their 14-3 to lead over the Renegades inside five minutes ago in the first half there. That game being played in Arlington, Texas. Vipers had a big uh, fourth down stop to maintain that 14-3 lead. Nice. I got highlights uh, on blogs. And if you uh, can't get enough, later on today, Guardians and Roughnecks. Now we're talking. Now you go. That one, I think, has a little more distribution on it (laughs) from a nationwide perspective. You don't have the package with the package, the thing with the guy in the place. Yeah, this This one, I think, is a little more straightforward. It's like a network plus, minus, plus, minus, plus, minus, one of those... Network. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be watching WWE <laughs> Elimination Chamber instead. I don't blame you for that. All right, let's 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 get this Hall of Fame thing out of the yeah. way. So I mentioned that the International Tennis Hall of Fame inducted two uh, wheelchair uh, athletes today, which mm-hmm. is fine. It's The problem is is that these are not names that are recognizable to everybody out there. And, and that's sort of part of the knock on the Baseball Hall of Fame. I mean, let's face it, Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff 
are, are not exactly A-listers uh, heading your let's go to Cooperstown and hang out. Uh, you had a lot of A-listers on the list, but apparently they're ineligible because they use performance-enhancing drugs. Or were alleged to have. Alleged, yeah. You could have, you know, but I mean, obviously guys like Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez, yes. they got busted. They got busted. But, and then others guilt by association. But we've seen how incongruous that whole process has been. Right. Because there's a lot of guys that you've been around the game a long time. Yes. I've been in this radio chair and have talked to a lot of people for a long time. One guy wrote a book about it and implicated all sorts of guys, and yet you can go to Cooperstown and see busts and plaques and photos and all this memorabilia surrounding a number of guys who, let's just say, beyond a reasonable doubt when it comes to it in terms of yeah, alleged. We know. We, Look, like we're, we're, there, we're there, are, there are three members of the Baseball Hall of Fame that we know for sure did. They're in the Hall yeah, of Fame, yeah. and there's not a doubt but about Steve, their use. But Stephen, in the grand scheme of things, the thing yeah. that has always bothered me from the baseball side, we'll get into the yeah. basketball and, and pro football Hall of Fame in a second, is they always want to grab a few guys and just say, I know categorically this guy didn't. It's like, were you with him 24-7? It's like, I'm not casting aspersions about anybody individually, but whenever anybody says that, I know for sure. It's like, you have no idea. You have no idea. Right? Like and, and this but, last year with, with Aaron Judge's home run chase. Right. He's a big guy. He was locked in. He had a great year. I've seen enough, and I've been around enough to know we at least have to have the questions in our mind. You may not say it out loud, and I hope to God it was the greatest clean, right, because everyone wanted to call him the clean guy. It's like, but again, it's that presumption. You like him, so he gets the pass. Oh, there's no like, doubt about that. Look, at I was covering a lot of the game. I remember I was in that clubhouse many times with Barry Bonds and the Roger Clemens, and they weren't the most pleasant individuals. Right. Uh, neither were guys like Eddie Murray and Steve Carlton. I, I go back to those days. Sure. They were not pleasant people. Okay? But think about Jeff Kent. Yeah, another unpleasant individual. Unpleasant individual, probably based on where we're at in the voting and everything, should be a Hall of Famer. Well, he's gone now. That was but it. now it's done. He's done. Right? So now he's, he's got to go to the jury of his peers. Okay, so <laughs> these, these Hall of Fames, I, look, at, before I even get started here, I, I've said this many times. Let me repeat one more time. If you give me a name and ask me, is this a Hall of Famer, and I have to think about it, not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hall of Famers are automatics. Like, you know, baseball pitchers, Greg Maddox, Hall of Fame. Pedro Martinez, Hall of Fame. Clayton Kershaw, Hall of Fame. Justin Verlander, Hall of Fame. Mike Mussina? No. No. Not a Hall of Famer. You got to dominate. I mean, you see, he's in the Hall of Fame, but would I have put Don Sutton in the Hall of Fame because he won 300 games? No. Phil Necro? But no. But back in the day, right? We had those numbers for immortality. Right. Look at Dale Murphy. And I thought that was always going to be the thing How to about keep Steve McGriff Garvey. Up. Steve Garvey was a Hall of Fame player. There is no doubt in his era, he was absolutely yeah. one of the biggest stars of baseball. He was had his number retired immediately by the he was talked about as the future Hall of Famer. But then obviously sabermetrics came in and they're like, sure. oh, well, look at the on base percentage. I'm like, none of that mattered then. He had six 200-hit years. He won four gold gloves. Look at his numbers in the postseason. Look at what he did. He was a star. Scott Rowland was never a star. They're so proud of themselves to get Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. You know how many votes he got the first year he was eligible? What was it, like 7%? 10%. Or 10% yeah. 
Yeah. So after five years of being retired, these guys gave him 10%. Then all of a sudden, they became enamored by the fact that, well, look at his war. What does that have to do right. with anything? Didn't win any more gold gloves. Didn't have another hit. No. Didn't he, have another clutch he was play only, in the field. He was only in the top 10 voting for MVP once. Once. And look. That I, is not a Hall of Famer. My, my guy is the poster child. And has been, although Roland may eclipse him, yeah, right, because I'm a big Harold Baines guy, yeah, and I've been ribbed uh, about it for years. Sadly, they moved up the induction that year, and I had a trip planned, and yeah, so they screwed me. The year I was supposed to be able to go see Baines inducted, they moved the Hall of Fame enshrinement up, so I, I still have to make my pilgrimage. But he's always been the guy that he didn't get to 400 home runs, no. came short of 3,000 hits by 134, all of those automatic numbers. Oh, no, no, no. He, they, they gave him the excuse of the uh, strike here. You remember 94 season, yeah. like, you know, he lost all those years. Look, again, if Harold Baines is a Hall of Fame, then Al Oliver should be in the Hall of Fame. He had over 2,700 hits, and he actually had a 300-career batting well, average. Well, and we could sell more of those cool pillbox hats. Exactly, back in the day. So this is the problem with these Halls of Fame. Now, the Basketball Hall of Fame announced its <laughs> finalists, all right? Now, the the, na- the five names that really stand out is obvious were Pau Gasol, mm-hmm. Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, Greg Popovich, and Dwayne Wade, right? And those will probably be your class. The other three finalists... Gene Cady, you would know if you watched college basketball in as many years as Purdue. I got to know Gene Cady a little bit during mm-hmm. my time at Northwestern. We used to cross paths all the time. But you are really challenged if you know the names of either Gene Bess or David Hickson. Now, I'll be honest with you. I know a lot of crap. A lot of crap. I've I known you never, a long time. I, I know never, that. never, ever, ever heard of these two individuals. No. David Hickson apparently was the coach at Amherst College for 42 years. And Gene Bess, who coached at Three Rivers Community College for 50 years, is the winningest coach of all time. In that's Poplar a Bluff, junior college. Miss, in Poplar Bluff, uh, Missouri. Right. And that's a junior college. Thirteen hundred and four sixteen. Look at that. Okay, so look at that winning percentage, Steve. All right, here's what I don't understand about the basketball Hall of Fame. Then we'll get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. All right, so in basketball, there is actually a women's basketball Hall of Fame. There is a is it FIFA? There's a there's an international basketball Hall of Fame yes. separate of the Naismith Hall that, of Fame. That's FIBA. FIBA's about ba- uh, right. soccer. So they have a FIBA Hall of Fame. There is a college basketball Hall of Fame, separate of the Naismith Hall of Fame. You know what there's not and never has been is an NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. There is no NBA Hall there of really Fame. There really is an opportunity to build a nice shrine in New York City, isn't Here, there? Here's what I would do. This is what I would do. And by the way, I like what uh, NASCAR did. Like they, they they limited the class to a certain number of people, and then when it was obvious that we need to reduce the number again, we reduced the number. I've said this about an NBA Hall of Fame. These would be my first ten inductees, okay. or at least wait, it was a wait. couple years ago. Wait, we're doing a list. Hold on, I got to get a pen. All right. So my first ten inductees, and I, this might be updated, but at the time, let's say this was five years ago. These are my ten names for the inaugural class of the NBA Hall of Fame. Well, because I have to tweet this out so people can get mad at me for something you a list All you right. made. All right. So two pioneers from the beginning have to be recognized, and that's George Mikan and Bob Cousy. Okay. So to me, they're both in the Hall of Fame. The next two guys are Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. The next two guys are Jerry West 
and Oscar Robertson. Are you marching them in like the animals on the ark? Is that what Here's we're doing? Here's what we're here? going to do. Then you have Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. Those would be my first 10 inductees into the NBA Hall of Fame. All right. Jordan, Magic, uh, Larry Bird, Cap, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Chamberlain, Russell, Kuzi, Mike. Those are my first 10. All right. And then from that point on, I would have five inductees every year. So, you know, and then you'd have the retirement requirements, five years and everything else. So, like guys like Elgin Baylor and obviously Kobe Bryant and, you know, you, the next Julius Irving. Anyway. They would be yeah, in the yeah. next five, guys like that. But the NBA doesn't have a Hall of Fame. They're lumped in, so somehow you could have Dirk Nowitzki in the same class with David Hickson. Um, and no dis- disrespect to the women, but, you know, Jennifer Ozzy. A-Z, A-Z-Z-I, she played at Stanford, I don't know her name. Ozzy, yeah. Yeah, Ozzy, to be in the same class with Dwayne Wade. Women's Basketball Hall of Fame 2009. Right, she's already in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. So the NBA is the only level of basketball that doesn't actually have its own Hall of Fame. Seems like there's a they great get revenue all these opportunity that they've let sit off <laughs> I mean, to the wayside. I mean... Let's start over again. The reason, by the way, this happened, Mike, is that they started the Basketball Hall of Fame too soon. They actually started in 1959. The NBA was only in existence for like 10 years. So when they went and inducted, let's say, George Mikan, he was actually inducted as a college player. Well. Even though he'd already retired from the NBA. So anyway. Got to start somewhere. And now here's the opportunity. Look, we're changing everything else, Steve. I don't know if you know this. Your UCLA Bruins are going to be in the Big Ten. So anything can change. Anything's possible. And there's a lot of money here that can be made. Think of all the patches, all the shirts you would wear with Magic Johnson. The the, the fact that you and I are in the same league coming up. I'm going to get to this. This is this also. But on the other side, we also got to get to uh, a a Hall of Fame that suddenly is creeping up on the Basketball Hall of Fame for overindulgence in labeling people as Hall of Famers. Yeah, I've got a song to go with it, too. Uh, But first, let's find out what is trending right now. Is she really here on a Saturday? I believe so. <laughs> I thought I saw her eyes over the top of the I saw her early, and I'm like, "What? did I miss a day here? Because I see her every Sunday, but not on Saturday. I thought it was Sunday as well when I walked in. Ryan and I owe Sam are here, and I started doing my first update, and I was like thinking it was Sunday, and I was like, oh, no, that's t- it's Saturday right now. And you're like, in five hours, yes. there's going to be a holding call <laughs> that will set the world on fire. I'm Monty Bologna. Well, the exactly. other thing is, she's uh, she always sees me literally in the same shirt and hat every single Sunday because I am a man of habit. (laughs) I am very much a man of habit, but I I had to change it up today because after we're done with the show, yeah, you look nice. uh, I have a uh, dinner. Uh, My my daughter, student Loyola Marymount, and her. Housemates are having a dinner with the parents. You That's know, bring so the parents. That's so precious. Up. Yeah, so a lot That's of fun. That's going to be a disaster. <laughs> I have never, you know, I honestly, did this list on the radio earlier. Remember this? I'm I want to know what you think. I'm divorced from her mother, and the other eight people I've never met before. So, uh, who's going to take over this table? <laughs> Girls, do you know about the story of George Mikan? I am. Sorry, I am, am going to stand back and let the evening play out. Yeah, you Steve's just... credit card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was told about that. I said, by the way, how's this dinner working? Who's 
pay for this. Yeah. Oh, you doing credit card roulette? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, you just eat and drink. Oh, man. That That's drink, it. I drink is the operative word. Yeah, there. you yeah. just eat and drink and let the others chat it up. Uh-huh. And you just enjoy the night. I'll just chime in once in a while. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> Fellas, we've got two college basketball games going on right now. A couple already in the books. But the ones that we got going on, number nine, Baylor has a lead over, nine, over number five, Kansas, 20 to 15, about halfway through the first half. And number 16, Xavier, has a 10-point lead over DePaul. 26-16 is the score. Also 10 minutes to go in the first half. But number six, Texas and Oklahoma went to overtime. Oklahoma hit a game-tying three-pointer as the game ended in regulation. But the Longhorns came out on top. 85-83 to was the final score. Kentucky with the upset over number 10, Tennessee, 66-54. We've also had victories from number seven, Virginia, number 12, Kansas State, number 14, Indiana, who survived against Illinois, number 15, Miami, number 20, UConn, and number 22, TCU, all had victories so far in today's college basketball games. A little NBA news. I love Giannis Antetokounmpo. I love him so much. He seems like such a funny guy. He's on the red carpet at the All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. He's wearing a cream-colored coat with, like, a beige turtleneck, and he was asked, tell us about your fit. So he looks at himself. He's like, I got the coat and the turtleneck for free. My Nike shoes free. My bag free. My clipboard, coach gave it to me for free. My watch and my bracelet are fake. <laughs> I loved everything he's my about him. He is, he's our hero for sure. Our, I mean, that is the way we operate. I mean, are you kidding me? And then, of course, you have John Morant sporting $30,000 in diamonds in his mouth at the same weekend. Yeah, but you could ask him. <laughs> I bet you he didn't pay for him either. Maybe you're right. Maybe you are right. But Giannis, I love my watch and bracelet are fake. That's freaking awesome. Back to you guys. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Monty. By the yeah. way, we got a lot of NBA we got to get to during the course of oh, the yeah. show today because there's there's a lot of things swirling. I saw an interview done with Adam Silver, the commissioner, where he was spinning on <laughs> everything. He is a well-versed attorney, but he was really spinning. We'll get to that in a moment. Got to finish off this conversation, though. By the way, we're brought to you by Progressive. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So we've been talking a little bit about Halls of Fame. The Pro Football Hall of Fame has just elected its largest class since the very first class in 1963, this is a nine-member class, and get used to it because that's what's going to happen year after year after year under the current uh, configuration of the Hall of Fame where they are allowed to nominate up to three seniors candidates. Now, as far as those seniors candidates were concerned, there was one that really stood out to me because history was made. This year with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm speaking of Cincinnati Bengals cornerback Ken Riley. Ken Riley became the first player to be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame without ever being named to a Pro Bowl since the Pro Bowl began in 1950. So he is he was never named in 15 years yep. to even a single Pro Bowl. And, of course, the argument was he's fifth all-time in interceptions. There's a reason why. Because the other corner on that Bengals team was an eight-time Pro Bowler named Lamar Parrish, who is a legitimate Hall of Fame candidate, has been overlooked over the years. 
Now, he had some bad blood with the Bengals organization, which eventually got him did, to though, Washington. They, they did, because he wasn't getting paid. Go figure. But the reason that Ken Riley had so many interceptions is that they were throwing the ball away from Lamar Parrish. Yeah. Same thing, I remember when Dick LeBeau... Long-time respected defense coordinator, sure. got in the Hall of Fame as a corner, and they cited all his interceptions. The first half of his career, he had Night Train Lane. The other half, he had <laughs> Lombardi, both legit Hall of right. Famers. That's why you have a lot hey, of interceptions. You're the beneficiary. You're the benefit At corner, interceptions are an insanely deceptive stat if they're thrown away from the guy on the other side, which is exactly the case with Ken Riley. That's why Lamar Parrish was named to eight Pro Bowls, and and Ken Riley was never named to a single Pro Bowl, and well, yet but, but he you, is now a Hall of Famer. But you go through it, and you look at the, the careers, because you can juxtapose that with Darrell Revis. Right. Not a lot of interceptions. They didn't throw the ball his way. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can get, look at the, the great corners. Look, what, what's legit in, in, in engaging a career? I wouldn't even use Pro Bowls because you get so many of these hey, alternates. Snoop Hundley, man. Pro <laughs> Bowler. Tyler Hundley. Yeah. Two touchdown passes. Pro Pro Bowler. Bowler. Okay, so, by the way, can I tell you a very quick story? Yeah, go ahead. This is a pretty funny thing. We got three hours. The late, great Derek Thomas. So, Mike, you know, for years... What a monster. Like, folks should just go back and YouTube video clips of him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable player. What we call a legit Hall of Famer, right? And tragic end to his life. Um, Derek Thomas, you know, for 20-plus years, I was part of this Toyota Pro Celebrity race out in Long Beach. Oh, yeah. I drove in a couple times, but I really... I emceed the event for over 20 years, called the race for ESPN, doing some of the stuff over the years. So, one year, we had Derek Thomas in the uh, race. And he was really great, very engaging and everything else. Everyone loved him. So we had sort of a roast afterwards that I would emcee this roast, which, mm. you know, you're taking your life in your hands with roasting, you know, a guy a like dangerous. Derek Thomas. He might tear so, you. So we had, we had these gag gifts. So I brought out this bag as the gift for Derek Thomas. Mm-hmm. And he opened the bag and there's a bowling ball. He goes, what's this? And I said, I think they misunderstood. I told them you were a nine-time pro bowler. And they got you a bowling ball. (laughs) He was almost amused by that. Bowling balls aren't cheap. but (laughs) It's a nice gift. So we've had Deion Sanders now come out and say publicly, you have ruined the Hall of Fame I'm part of. I even saw some people on Pro Football Talk chime in that maybe we should have like different layers, layers levels, two levels to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like, like you say, all right, Tom Brady's a Hall of Famer. Like that's the upper echelon. But when you look at, you know, I mean, with all due respect to Kurt Warner, he's not Tom Brady. He has an amazing story. Right. I don't have a problem with him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And then there's the Ken Riley level or a Dick LeBeau level. This is what happens to these halls of fame. You start opening the doors to all these people, and then all of a sudden you can come up with a dozen other players with similar credentials trying to make an argument saying, well, if this person's in the hall of fame, then this person should be in the hall of fame. Yeah, I've never took it to be this sacred place. Right. Since I was a kid. It's 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 cool. And it's a marketing like, it's, tool. There's a reverence yeah. to it. But to that point, it's a museum. Right. And how do you get people to come to your museum? Go and grab guys that are from places that don't see a lot of Hall of Famers walking in. 
So there you go. From Cincinnati, boom. And eventually maybe they get a bunch and of guys And uh, by the way, only the second bigger. See, and my thing is, I think, I think Ken Anderson well. has a better argument than Ken Riley had. No, but that's it. Like he Anderson led the league passing four times. Yeah. He he made a couple of Pro Bowls. He won an MVP award. Led the Bengals. To me, he was a better choice as a second Bengal after Anthony Munoz. But you're in Ohio. You can yeah. get folks to drive in for the day, celebrate. It's one of your guys. Make a lot of hoopla about it. And that's it. The marketing and sales. Like I've, I know a couple of guys in the room. I was talking about our, our buddy Jason Cole. We gave him some ribbing for the size of the the class, and he goes, "I had to make some concessions so Zach Thomas got in," which I don't think is true. But that's that's how he kind of. Well, I don't know. What was the argument? I mean, Zach Thomas actually had legit stats. I mean, but, but he's a guy. Time pro, but he's a guy pro? that should have been in already. Right is the point. But like he, because he his goes, team didn't win but a Super still Bowl. Fights about guys like that. In terms of whether he should be in the uh, Hall of Fame, right. and that and that was the point Cole was making. It was like some of the arguments have now. All right, well, I got to ask. I got to ask a resident Bears fan. Yeah. So the second consecutive year, Devin Hester was passed over. Yeah. How you feel about that? I think if we're going to always make the claim that special teams a third of the game, how do you not have the greatest returner in? Now you could and and Cole, I, we talked about this. Argued well, he never played another position when he did try to be a wide receiver. Blah blah. blah. I'm like they tried to make him a wide receiver in Chicago. Where wide receivers go to die, which is a whole problem coming up right, with the exactly. next draft class, whatever, and whatever they do with Justin Fields and all. But for Devin Hester, the electrifying part of the game, how great he was at that job. If we're going to talk about specialties, I don't know. I don't understand how he gets kept out. But we also make that arguments for kickers, punters, and whatever. Well, I mean, so, do you yeah. think Matthew Slater with his 10 Pro Bowls belongs be. in the Hall of Fame? Yes. I mean, Tasker pretty much went by the wayside. He had seven. Go Cats. But here you got uh, Matt. You know, he had double, Slater's double got digits. ten. Yeah. Ten Pro Bowls. How do you look that away? And instrumental on a number of See, I was of a big fan of Ray teams. Guy. You know, Ray Guy is the only pure punter in the Hall and of Fame. And it shouldn't have taken him as long as no, it did No, he ended up in. as a seniors yes. candidate. That's asinine. All right. Um, all right. Let's, let's, Maybe let's... I'm an old man. Like As much as I like <laughs> it, there, there are just guys like that that just stand out. It's like, how do we not let him in? All like, right. What are we arguing about? Uh, speaking of Hall of Famers, uh, there's a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, not a potential. A sure future Hall of yeah. Fame quarterback. I don't know if he's still in the dark, but he has to make a decision. We got the latest on these NFL QBs <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, what will their final destination be? We'll tell you. This is Fox Sports Saturday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Steve Harbin, Mike Harmon. Yeah. Hartman and Harmon. We are here on... What has been Fox Football Saturday? It still is with the XFL, but XFL. I guess we're uh, we're talking sports across the board today on a weekend of the NBA All Star Game. We'll get into some big NBA news coming up in the next hour. Also later on, Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, will join us. Uh, but let's get a jump start on some of the things we'll be talking with Adam about, Mike. And it really comes down to these three quarterbacks right out of the box, and it starts mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, who is uh, is he still in the dark? What's well, what's the update there? If you believe his rant when he was on McAfee's show, he hadn't gone in yet. Oh, so he, he hasn't so, gone in. So yet. he would just be going in this mm. weekend if the timeline's right. Because I mean, is he? We don't know his contract. I'm not an insider because that was one of his big points. Like, well, he nobody would have that's to read, in no. my inner circle knows a damn thing. Okay, well, or his would contract would rat me out. <laughs> we know this. If he's going to play with the Packers next year, they own 51 million. Yeah, that's right. That's what we do know. Now, can you rework a deal to get a deal done elsewhere? Is that something he wants to get done? He's intimated that he would. Mike, two, three years ago, everyone thought, you know, I, I was sitting here with several people making the argument that Aaron Rodgers had played his last game of the Packers, and I'm like, why would you say no. that? He's under contract. Yep. They're not going to let him go. They're not going to get rid of him for under his market value. He's not going anywhere. And for one of the few times, I was actually right. Now, yeah, this, I still don't think he is. <laughs> but here's here's the thing about the current situation. The Aaron Rodgers that we saw in 2022 was not the Aaron Rodgers we saw in 2019, 20, and 21. I know the team was lesser. He didn't have Devontae Adams. I get all that. But I'm just eyeball test. No, sure. He was missing on throws that he normally hit. Mm-hmm. He was late on throws. The velocity wasn't there. There's a reason why, across the board, his stats are down considerably, and it wasn't just because he had inexperience at the wide receiver position. He is in decline, just like Peyton Manning was, Brett Favre was, and yes, even Tom Brady was in the final season. So the idea of mortgaging your future on a already 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers, beware, you don't know what you're going to get. And Aaron Rodgers has had his way with Matt LaFleur in terms of the kind of offense they want to run. Is he going to be in a similar situation? Are they just going to hand him the ball like Tom Brady got handed the ball in Tampa saying pretty much do what you want to do? Because if you're not going to allow him to do that, you could be running into trouble. And then the bigger question to me is this. We know that Tom Brady is committed to one thing and one thing alone throughout his career, and that's winning. He sacrificed salary for it he was never the highest paid quarterback in the nfl every time i hear aaron Rodgers open his mouth he's talking about his own accolades four-time mvp and everything else and we hear those stories out of the locker room what are you buying with aaron Rodgers? is he going to be the leader of your team from no. day one or is he just about he's aaron Rodgers? gun Dang. finishing out his run Look, he's going to be 40 years old. To think that anybody be that suddenly we're going to have this massive class of guys. You forgot Drew Brees' arm falling off. Oh, and all down of the them. Stretch there. But you know what? Right? They adjusted to it, right? I mean, he could barely throw You're the right. ball 10 yards. But you adjusted, they adjusted your the offense, offense to but, it. But look at at the Packers. You had multiple times in the playoffs where Rodgers had the opportunity to be the leader, to be the guy, to say, hey, LaFleur, this is the way this has to go. What did he do? Okay. We'll kick the field goal and give the ball back to Tom Brady. 
How dumb was that decision? Said it then, still call it out now for lack of leadership, lack of intestinal fortitude to steal from Gorilla Monsoon. So, and you know, we, we'll get into a lot of this with Adam Kaplan later, but then you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, where again, you have to give the Ravens credit. They recognize what he did well, mm-hmm. and then we put him in a position to succeed. Are you going to uproot your offense to fit Lamar Jackson's skill set? Because why else would you get him? You're not going to get Lamar Jackson to be a pocket passer. you got to allow him to do what he does best. This is a problem a lot of NFL teams have. Well, it's funny, and one of the, we can get deeper into it, is there's things I wouldn't uh, allow. I'm not letting anybody that's in the front office currently, I want a consultant to come in and draft wide receivers for Baltimore. I don't want Chris Ballard drafting a quarterback in Indianapolis. You can build the rest of the squad. Someone else is picking that position because you obviously can't do it right. For Lamar Jackson, now you got to wonder about injuries. He's missed five games two years in a row. All right, we'll have more NFL later on, but we get to the NBA and some major questions facing the association. This is Fox Sports Saturday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rolling on on a big Saturday. Once again, this is Fox Sports Saturday, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So we have the uh, XFL going on today. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if I can get an update get on the a, score get an right update now. There? Yeah, so the updated score in the game, much anticipated matchup oh, between the Vipers and the Renegades. Renegades are rallying in the second half. We got five minutes to go in the third quarter. Vipers clinging to a 14 to 12 lead over the Renegades. Nice. There you go. College buckets. We got Baylor uh, beating the hell out of Kansas on their home court. Uh, how, how much longer are they going to keep Kansas on the one line seed? I mean, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, they have been blown out. Of several games, I get it. So Kansas defending champions. Bill Self's one of my favorite interviews I ever had. About a month after they won the national championship, that miracle against Memphis, you know, Chalmers hits the three to send it in overtime. We get Bill Self on the show here on Fox Sports Radio. And I asked him, I said, Coach, have you gone back and watched the game? He goes, the championship game? I go, yeah, have you you know, watched it since you won? He goes, I watch it every day. I've watched it every single day. You know yeah. why? Because it's always a good ending. <laughs> he was good. He was no, hilarious. I, I can get on board He with goes, that. my wife's annoyed a little bit after a while. But no, I, I have literally watched that game every single day since it happened. Well, you know, the mantra we live by in our house, my, my daughters and I go one and oh today. 
There you right, go. We, we've stolen it from Pat Fitzgerald. I'm sure a million other people will take credit for it. But that's it. The end of the day, I lay my head down. Did I win? In this case, he's always 1-0. <laughs> always 1-0. Even if the rest of the day was an abject failure, disaster, decommitments, failed meetings, whatever, he got that win. He, he just says, every time I watch that game, it ends great. Sometimes it's a perfect ending. Verification and validation, even validation. if it's something that uh, is in the distant past. That's okay. College basketball, it's amazing when you think about it, right? If you look at, let's say, the last 10 years, the All-American teams, you know, first, second, third team, AP mm-hmm. All-American teams, you will literally see 80% of the names you've never heard of yeah. if you're an NBA fan only. No, sure. I mean, seriously, you will look at these All-American teams like, whatever happened to these guys? And yet, despite the fact that we lack star power, I mean, look at the most outstanding player since Anthony Davis is one and done at Kentucky. Look at the list of most outstanding player of the Final Four, and it's literally a who's that, not a who's who, a basketball. Just anonymous names. And yet, despite the fact that we have gotten to the point with so many players opting out early and not really establishing any kind of legacy at the college level, it hasn't hurt the NCAA basketball tournament at all. Hey, Dante DiVincenzo has had a fantastic <laughs> career. Look at him. Look at these names. I mean, they're... Archie Diacono, he was a guest <laughs> of the show after they won. So he's, he's my hero. So you have all these guys you never hear from again that for a couple of weeks we're into, right? Yeah. We're into these but guys. But that's college basketball every year, right? I mean, look at me at UCLA a couple of years ago. Johnny Juzang carries UCLA from the first four to the final four. Where's Johnny Juzang? Where do you end up? <laughs> exactly. So the bottom line is, is that the players and even the coaches, because the coaches are the stars in college basketball, and they have been for years, Um it doesn't matter because the NCAA basketball tournament is so unique mm-hmm. in its structure. And you know as well as I do, Mike, 99.999% of the people filling out a bracket cannot name a single player that's actually in the tournament when they get started. No, sure. And that's okay. That's okay. And that's okay because their alumni bases <laughs> in their respective towns care they sell out right we got iowa sam behind the desk he could give me everybody on, on every roster on a, a iowa school right right now, right that that's that's the feed right that's the hometown guy and you can do that for every team nationwide no come on in for the party <laughs> How about come that? on in for the party you're invited for those three and a half weeks so um i was i, I work at an la station tv station here for years Name and Robert. one of our uh news anchors female news anchor she got everyone's talking about brackets and she goes i want to fill out one of those brackets i mean she literally knows zero zero okay. so much so that when she got her bracket right she's looking at the the bracket and she goes where is ball street I go, no, you see, uh, in this ST period is not street, it's state. <laughs> and guess what? She had Philadelphia roots. She picked Villanova to win it all. I had North Carolina winning it all. Villanova played North Carolina in the championship game, and Villanova won. She won the bracket. Pick Coastal Carolina because you like the character of the Chanticleer <laughs> going out of the old Robin Hood. But as... as <laughs> unbreakable as college basketball is in terms of the NCAA basketball tournament. 
to me, the NBA has problems they need to address. And the biggest problem with the NBA as we head into this uh, all-star weekend is load management. And I saw the commissioner, Adam Silver, asked a direct question about how he was going to handle star players, the players that people pay money to see sitting out games without some kind of legitimate injury. How are you going to handle this? And Adam Silver is a clever attorney, and he knows how to dance, and he did his all-time dance on this one. At one point, he says, this is something we have a concern with and something we're looking into. Cliché, cliché, cliché. And then when trying to offer an answer, he countered with, but we're also concerned about the health and well-being of our players. Kawhi Leonard is the face of load management. Sure. He has set out, what, 30 games this year? Is he hurt? Does he have some kind of injury that prevents him from playing all these games? Intermittent. How about this stat? Last year, of the top 29 scores in the NBA, Mike, mm-hmm. based on points per game, top 29 in the NBA, it's an 82-game season, five played as many as 70 games. I'm not shocked at all. Five played yeah. as many as 70. No one came close to 80. Five played as many as 70. 24 of the top 29 scores played less than 70 games. So I've invested a lot of money in tickets. These tickets are not cheap. They don't give them away. I don't care what arena you're walking into. And you're there most likely to see your hometown star or the star of the opposing team. They're healthy, but they need to sit one out. Jordan Nimmer missed games. Look it up. But that's 82, the problem is we, 82, 82. Because we always want to do the old rub some dirt on it. My guy in my day, he would have played. Am I a fan of it? No, but I understand. Well, how do you correct this? How do you? What, how, well, what, they, they what, were talking no, no, about... What's the degree were, of they, how, how upset, strained, whatever a guy's got to be? Because now you add mental health to it all. Because that's a whole other part to this that you can never tell a guy how he's supposed to feel. Okay. Or a woman or your kid or whoever else. Now, Adam Silver did suggest one thing, and I thought this was interesting. You might not know this, but up until 19... 19- 69-70 season, the league leaders in points and, and was based on the actual total. It was an average per game. He suggested that we go back to that. So in order to win the scoring title, it's not who has the most points per game. It's actually who scored the most points in the season. Now, where where it can get interesting to me, like that that's that's all fine. And good. Or assist or rebound. Does anybody really th- on a grand scale? Does anybody? Well, really you might have you might have uh, bonuses it. attached. to Well, it. but that's that that's where I was right. going to with contracts because uh, they're all going to the Hall of Fame. We just talked about that. Last right, time. everybody's in the Hall. Of Fame. But but the idea being that the more things that are tied to contracts, like the asinine idea of hey, you were voted to first team All NBA. But if I finish second team, I don't get any of that. Like my contract that I can negotiate, I lose $30 million because I didn't do this because two writers didn't like me because I had to leave town or had to get extra treatment after a game, so I skipped the interview. Well, I bet, or, by the way, those all-NBA teams tie into whether you qualify for but, the but max that, But that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like max that, that to me is makes no sense. Right. But you know what? Like a bunch of dopes, they collectively bargain that. 
See, that's one thing so, I, I'm so not that's a their own, Like, I, I hate that. But well, you, you bargained for it. There you go. You reap what you sow. Yeah, one of the things I'm not in favor of is, like they were talking about, you would only be eligible for the all-NBA teams if you played a certain number of games. I don't like that idea. Well, because I mean, somebody could have the... a legitimate injury. Like the year Bill Walton was named the MVP way back in 1978, he missed 24 games because of a legit injury. Right. But he was so dominant when he played, he was the league's most valuable player. Well, but it's player. like Joel Embiid, right? Right. And Nikola Jokic has been amazing. Yeah. But you start getting into MVP voting and whatever. You look at what Embiid was doing on the on the court. Yeah. I mean, how do you dismiss what he was doing on the court? And, and I'm fine with, I mean, Jokic is a, a walking triple-double. He's, yeah. he's an amazing player. But we look at guys, and because we've become so accustomed to, all right, they're just missing games, when you actually miss for a legitimate injury, it's not – we don't distinguish between the two, it doesn't seem anymore. We just look at the games played. It's like, yeah, I took time off. Right. And with Kawhi Leonard, like, that's a whole other – other world like I've always been okay with it I you know think of Johnny in section 305 and I know Kobe Bryant addressed that Jordan talked about it the old hey and baseball players I know that kid may have never seen me I may never get a chance I rectify it and reconcile it in my head of in the at the end of the day you paid for a ticket for the laundry that that is on the court and sometimes you win Sometimes you don't in terms of players. Well, think about what happened to the people on that uh, second, the back-to-back home games where LeBron was going for the scoring record. A lot of people look, he had 36 points he needed, right? And his season average was, what, 30 points? Right around 30, and you looked and you're looking at the second game against the Bucs. Hey, Kareem's original team. Oh, yeah, great storylines. LeBron's a storyline. Giannis is over there, so he's a a storyline guy. LeBron, uh, and then that game against, it was OKC. OKC. And so he was Then he got it, and then he didn't play the final four minutes, and they lost. And guess what? The average ticket price of the Milwaukee game was $1,300 a ticket, and he did not play. Not only did he not break the record in that game, he did not play. But that's a point of what the market will bear, right? If you had original tickets. Yeah. By the way, some of those tickets were going as cheap as $86. But but it goes back to the secondary market, right? If you're buying in on the secondary market, that's Mm -hmm. a buyer beware situation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're mad because you're season ticket holder, maybe you sit in the lower bowl and you put out a heavy price, and for whatever reason you can't make a game, that's going to happen. But if, if you're paying that kind of freight, I understand your vexation. If you're the, I go to one or two games a year, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't feel as bad for you. And it's not because I get a bunch of free stuff. I don't. I pay for whatever I go to a game, and, and I'll pay whatever the, the market will bear. And I've been on that side of it. I went to a lot of games Kobe's final year. I didn't see Kobe play once. Wow. I saw him in a suit twice, and otherwise he wasn't in the building. So that's life. At the moment, you just kind of chuckle and go, well, my luck's just not working. It's not my, the stars are not aligning for me to see one of these final games, but you got to get past it, right? My my uncle used to complain when we'd go to White Sox games as kids, it's like, well, they should let me have priority for playoff tickets. When I come, it's like they don't know you. You come to five <laughs> games a year, or or you're coming on tickets we got because we had perfect attendance or straight A's. That was one of the mar- marketing ploys the White Sox always had. Like, but you're they're you're not buying season tickets. They've got no investment from you in them. So for that one game, I don't worry about it. I kind of feel the same way with Johnny in the 300 level. Like, I'm sorry it didn't work out, but 
You, you bought on the secondary market. By the Sometimes way, you got to learn tough lessons at Swollen Dome if you don't like the take. <laughs> um, the when the pandemic hit, the very first game that was canceled when the NBA shut down, I had a pair of tickets. Lakers were hosting Houston. I would dig deep into my pocket, a pair of tickets underneath the basket, eleven hundred dollars mm-hmm. for two tickets. They held my money for four months. Sure they did. Because they said, well, the game hasn't been canceled. Postponed. Postponed. Yeah. Postponed. That game's not going to be played. Now they're moving to Florida. Where is my money? And how long? Are you going to give me interest on that money? Well, that's that's the other class action that has to be filed by all the teams. Uh, all and the, the irony was, the day I actually got the money back, I said, I need to talk to somebody else. And the other person said, all right, we'll give you your money. After, uh, just keep uh, arguing. Just keep yelling. Yeah. But yeah, the the idea that if you went and bought secondary market tickets for that Milwaukee game, I'm sorry, you, you gambled and you lost. Oh, That's like man. making a bet. All right. NBA had a lot of moves. Kevin Durant in Phoenix, if he ever shows up, will he actually <laughs> make a difference? And the moves that the Lakers have made, is it conceivable that a team right now in the 13th slot out of 15 in the Western Conference as he has a shot at winning an NBA championship, we'll break it down. This is Fox Sports Saturday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Hartman and Mike Harmon. Hi! The Hartman and Harmon Show. We are live from the tirerack.com studios talk a little nba by the way coming up in the next hour adam kaplan will join us our fox sports radio nfl insider we show a lot of insight on the latest uh, nfl news in terms of which quarterback is going where uh, but we had a lot of movement already as far as the nba is mm-hmm. concerned some big names is by the way when you think back to the initial bonding of the super trio of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. They played a total of 16 games together. I think you're shorting them one. Really? But either way. 17 it's games? A very, it's a very short give, run. Give 17 games. Um, obviously, it never happened for them there. And I remember in the offseason, knowing Joe Sy. Joe Sy, who bought the Brooklyn Nets for a record amount of money, well over $3 billion dollars, uh, he was a big name down in the San Diego area because we kept thinking, well, why doesn't Joe Sy buy the Chargers so they don't move to L.A.? He never did. He invested in the Brooklyn Nets. But I kept saying at the time, when you've invested that kind of money in a team and that kind of money in those kind of star players, you're not going to dump them for less than market value. And the next thing you know, 
much like we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier, everyone said, oh, Kevin Durant says, I want to get traded. He's going to get traded. He didn't get traded. Neither did Kyrie Irving. So they played this year with the Nets. But as we got to the All-Star break, it was clear that Kyrie just, he'd overstayed his welcome. He's only worth so much trouble. As talented as he is, you can only take so much. You dump him, you get rid of Durant, and you get a bush load. But I want to go to Durant first. Yeah. Four number ones. Mm-hmm. For, what, 34-year-old Kevin Durant? You push all your chips in as a new owner to the center of the table there in the desert. I mean, you were out there for Super Bowl week. I got to imagine. I mean, think about it. Normally, the NFL goes and just rolls over everybody else. We had the goal. It was, all, it was nothing but NBA there, though. And it was NBA right? with the, that. The yes. beginning of that week in Arizona was NBA move after NBA move. I say you go all in. I, I like when, like, just with Joe Sy. Did you see what Bridges did the other day for the Nets? 45 points? Yeah. Yeah. And he gave up Jay Crowder. I <laughs> Jake Crowder gets bought out and yeah. whatever else. I mean, you, I, you I, make I, your move, you get bold. What was interesting about it, though, is when before Durant sat down and got hurt, they were rolling. They were. And and when they traded both these guys, they were still 10 games over 500. What were they, the third or the fourth seed in the East? I'm not so sure about the Durant situation. I, Kevin Durant, to me, is, again, I, I would sit here and have argument about argument about who's the best player in the NBA. And a lot of people keep telling me it's Kevin Durant. And I said, look, I'm a Durant fan. He's a unique mm-hmm. player. He's a big man. He can shoot lights out. And he proved in his NBA Finals runs. I, I don't dismiss those. Well, you know, he, he was with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Yeah, but he was the best player on that team. He was the team. MVP. He, he carried that. Yeah, he I mean, carried he, that thing. He, he was making all the big baskets Much when they needed him. Much as we liked the other guys when it came right. down to it. Yeah, I mean, he was the star of that team. Yeah. But he's not that durable. When the body starts breaking down, the idea that you're going to just suddenly get healthy again, with the exception of that one comeback here by Bill Walton. I always get back to Bill. I go, Bill, how is it that you took six years off, but you get to that really good Boston team, and suddenly you could play 80 games? How did that work? Look at all the guys on that Boston team. Exactly. And I guess that would be the Kevin Durant <laughs> argument here. Is look he what he they sort gave of up. coyly would say, well, maybe I was a little more motivated than when I was sitting on the Clippers. There, there is something to be said for that. Motivation is a beautiful thing. And you look at Kevin Durant, goes to the desert, Booker's healthy again. They didn't have to get rid of Aiton because there was a lot of speculation that he was going to be on the way out for whatever they did at the trade deadline. And now you've got enough talent there that Chris Paul and Durant don't have to log heavy minutes. Now, ESPN moved game uh, coming out of the All-Star break, Mm -hmm. so it's pretty evident that they fully anticipate Kevin Durant playing in that one. Uh, I did like his comments related to the... uh, the way they're drafting the all-star team since we were, we're on Durant. And by the way, this he, is a game-time decision. Remember, it used to be a week before where the top vote-getters yeah. would choose their teams. They're waiting until game time? Like 90 minutes before game time. Right. And then now they're going to choose the reserves first because they decided they didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Kevin Durant, the voice of reason. So right. I'm a fan again. Yes. Right? He, sometimes it, it gets off Again, your spot. reserves are, have to be based on who was named a reserve. Yeah. I mean, if you were named a starter, then you have to choose the starters. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine. But but the point was, yeah. they, they wanted to avoid the embarrassment of being chosen last like you were on the playground. And uh, Kevin Durant, quote, it's like the brokest millionaire getting picked. 
<laughs> in other words, shut up. You're, I, you're an all-star. Get over yourself. <laughs> exactly. I don't think any of them are getting upset with those paychecks. No, but I but I think with Durant in, in the desert, it, it makes for an interesting experiment. Western Conference is, I think we could say, deeper. And now it's the question of with minutes and, and how you do load management, and I use that term very loosely here, <laughs> is that what's always the concern as you get to the playoffs? How many minutes am I getting out of Chris Paul every night? So in theory, you don't have to ramp him up to where he's well, playing. Well, and Devin Booker's had injuries as right. well. He, I mean, but I mean so, all of these guys. So yeah. you can manage it. If you got four guys, like who wants to take lead tonight? All right. So then, then there's the Lakers situation, Lakers. right? Lakers. Now I I talk incessantly about the Lakers and my younger son because he just lives and breathes Laker basketball. He seems that's, that's pretty satisfied. Well, it is. I mean, this is a team that has LeBron James averaging 30 points a game, and you're the 13th yeah. seed out of 15. How's that possible? And yes, AD's missed games, but it hasn't been like he missed the entire season. I, I, I look at this team right now. By the way, early on, I like what I see in D'Angelo Russell. I think he can bring a certain dynamic to this basketball team. He seems motivated by returning to the Lakers after all these years. And like he said, I've been in this league eight years now. I'm not the kid that I, you know, some kid when you're out of college. I'm a different player. I made He's also a guy team. that has been well-traveled, well which traveled. is always the thing you kind of get a little bit nervous maybe, when you're 26. Maybe he finds a home. I don't yeah. know. But I look at their situation, and I, I, I more am looking at Darvin Ham, their coach. So Darvin Ham's a, yeah. he's one of those guys I can understand when you interview a Darvin Ham how he, he's very impressive right Sure I love the way he sort of breaks down the game you know he knows the game I like a, a certain level of seriousness about him I like everything about his demeanor he he looks and sounds like he would be a really good coach except one problem not winning in games. Who, who coaches defense on that team? Well, that's Who's why he was brought in. the defensive coordinator? He was the guy that was We've been talking in. about hires in the National Football League. All right. Week. It was who like the, the it was trying like the to brand. coach defense because like, nobody's playing defense It was like the team. Brandon Staley hire with the Chargers. He was brought in as a defensive guy, and if it wasn't for his quarterback, he wouldn't win a game with no, the defense right. that he's put on the field the last couple of years. Well, the final five weeks, they started getting healthy, and look what happened. That's the other thing. Not to segue into but, a Chargers talk. It's like they're another team. Hey, I don't care who's coaching. Find me new people in the training room to keep people actually on the field. Anyway, back to well, just very quickly. They they have to go fourteen and nine in their last twenty three just to make it to five hundred. Yeah. Okay, just to make it to five hundred. I the mean, other- I like the rotation and all. It's interesting. Yeah. Whether, whether By the way, you know they have an open spot. What would you think of the addition of John Wall? Is there any gas left in the tank in John Wall? Might as well see if he can siphon out the rest of it. Because they're looking for like you know buying out contracts. Was... You always leave that one spot for the buyout contracts yeah. and you know jump on somebody. You want Kevin Love back in LA? <laughs> Apparently, Kevin Love is going. Where's he? My, Miami. I Miami. Think, I think is what, what they talked yeah. about. Yeah. Either way, you got a few guys. I mean, John Wall. You kicked the tires. I mean, you just saw him right in the other locker room. He was. Oh. He's but that's awful. that's the thing. Like but done. again, it goes back to motivation and yeah. whatever what? else, right? I, I, hey, John, you can come in here and be the guy that pushes us over. Is that enough motivation to maybe find one last run in him? I don't know, but when you talk about Clippers versus Lakers, the Clippers have owned the Lakers for ten years now. That's great. They got nothing either. That's what is it? Thirty-four and seven. That's great. Lakers, and most of Lakers them have the digits. title, even if folks don't want to acknowledge it. They got a title. <sighs> 
There's a lot that went right into that title. That's and all I'm, that and, and you know hey, I, hey, hey, you find your wins, and sometimes the world rewards uh, you. That year, everything worked for the Lakers. Uh, you don't have to like it. All right, but that title what? is on the book, Steve. Hot round! All right, yeah! let, let's find out what's trending right now. And joining us is our resident Clippers yeah. fan. Yeah. Monsey. As like I'm Aaron Rodgers, regular season, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so tell Mike about the legitimacy of that Lakers championship of two years ago. I mean, somebody had to win. So, mm. yes, you won it in the bubble. How about they when were When we go back in history and you say one thing, if you were to say one thing about every NBA championship every year and you get to that one, You'd be like, oh, that was a bubble year. So it was different. Uh, they were all in a bubble, and they didn't play as many games. And somebody had to win, and it was the Lakers. There's no way around that. My biggest – like I said, it was a perfect <laughs> storm. And at the time, I said, they're obviously – it's a championship. It's in the right, books. I'm not, it, yeah. I'm not into asterisk or anything else. But – there were a lot of teams that, when they got to the bubble, didn't want to be there. It was yeah. clear a lot of players were like, how long do I have to stick around for this? Psycholog- psychologically and then, hard. And then, then, then why why don't they get credit for winning yeah. when it was psychologically no, yeah, they, hard? They did. The no, Lakers they had, Somebody had to win. three major things going for them. One, they were motivated by the tragedy that cost Kobe his life mm-hmm. earlier that year. Two... They had a very motivated LeBron who had missed the finals for the first time in eight straight years the year before his first year with the Lakers. And the most important thing was they had arrested and healthy Anthony Davis, who may not have been healthy and rested had they finished out the regular season in the normal cycle. So everything worked in their way, and they took advantage of it, and they won a title. They did, for sure. They won. But understand this. Since Dr. Jerry Buss passed away, in the nine years that Jeannie Buss has been the owner, they've had seven losing seasons, one (laughs) first-round loss in the playoffs, and then the bubble victory. But they've been relevant for us here on Sports Talk Radio every year. So thank you, Lakers. And they will continue to be so as long as LeBron James. Thank you, Jay Moore. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, You guys were talking about Kevin Love. Yeah. Yeah, the Cavs and he completed a contract buyout, and the Heat are the front runners. But reports are saying that he plans to talk to the 76ers as well before making a decision. And then the Cavs tweeted that, yeah, his jersey will end up in the rafters. That is for sure. Well, Diana Taurasi, let's move to the WNBA for a hot second because she's the all-time leading scorer, and she's 40 years old, and she's not done, you guys. No. She's going to return for her 19th season. Good for her. I know, with the Phoenix Mercury. Mercury, and it's a multi-year deal. Make him uh, rip that jersey away, baby. <laughs> right. Let's slow down. Let's slow down for a second here, because I have a lot of friends over the years that have played in the WNBA. Uh huh. Um, they play essentially a thirty-game schedule. Right. They do. Yeah. So when you say nineteen seasons in the WNBA, that would be the equivalent of. Nine seasons in the NBA because yeah. the NBA season. Okay. She also twice goes as long. overseas as many WNBA players. Thank do. you very much. See, I was, I, I that was like a, a lob at the net. I yeah, gave her because you're absolutely right. These women are not exclusive to the WNBA at all. As we well know, people are traveling overseas to play basketball. Yes, yes they are. Yeah. Pretty well publicized. Right, they're doing it obviously to make more money because yes. they definitely don't get paid as much. But she's definitely playing. You got to be more careful those. with those overseas travels. Yeah. Well, you know. It's that no the check rules your, and check laws your and regulations before you actually fly <laughs> in every out of the airport yeah. you go through. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, right now, round three at the Genesis Invitational continues. Tiger Woods is in the top 20. He 
is four under par. But at the top of the leaderboard, we have a tie between Max Homa and John Rom. They are tied at 14 under par. But look at Tiger Woods in the top 20. Let's move to college hoops. Three games going on. Number nine, Baylor taking on number five, Kansas. And Baylor is up 47 to 42. Still 15 minutes left in the game. Xavier up on DePaul, 67, 45, nine minutes left in the game. And Villanova and number 24, Providence, are at the break. Providence is up 36 to 31. Back to Hartman and Harmon. Very good. You see, it, it, <laughs> it right, rolls right, off right. the tongue. It very yeah. easily rolls off the tongue. Uh, Monsi, thank you very much. Uh, by the way, if you're still overpaying for a razor in this economy, that's simply gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Boom. And right. you dropped your glasses like it was a microphone. That exactly. Was That's what I do right there. Um, okay. By the way, you you are wearing an NBA, NFL official. That's cap. right. Now, where did you get that cap? Smith Mike? gave it to me after some impassioned mm-hmm. argument I made like three years where, ago. Where, did, where did Jason get it? I don't know. NFL shop, I guess. Did he style? Or maybe he stole it from a referee, like <laughs> Sam suggests. Did he just yeah. rip him off his head I or something have. like that? I don't know. There was a clip going around. Uh, who was it asking the, the referee for his hat? I had, I had a, a, a high school uh, classmate of mine, Bill Spooner, who spent 30 years in the NBA as a, an official. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember a game I went to. It was a Clippers game uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers when Larry Brown uh, was the Philadelphia 76ers coach. Okay, and so that's a very specific – I mean, he was well-traveled, so it wasn't he was like well he traveled. was there forever. So, so he was there in Philadelphia, and I was sitting – Floor seats, mm-hmm. not my floor seats, friends of mine, directly across from the Philadelphia bench. And they went to a timeout, and Coach Brown was screaming at Spooner because he had made the call right before the timeout. Yeah. And Spooner, seeing me there, is walking toward me during the timeout to say hi. And Brown, I can hear Larry <laughs> Brown, like literally he's in my face. He is, he is <laughs> dropping everything on Spooner. And... And Bill's not even flinching. Like he's just coming, hey, Steve, what's going on, man? And it's another he Tuesday gets over night, there, baby. and I'm like, <laughs> I, and I know Coach Brown. He was the yeah, coach yeah. of UCLA when I was there. And I'm like, can you believe what he's yelling? He goes, what? Like he's he's completely tuned it out. Yeah. Officials in all sports right now are under so much scrutiny yeah. for one very specific reason: gambling. I said this about the NFL. When the NFL, for years, for years, they would dismiss the idea that the gambling element had anything to do with the growth of the league. They would just dismiss that idea, even though it was so blatantly obvious. Gambling and why, fantasy football and yeah, parlay cards yeah, yeah, in the back that of the had nothing to do baby. with the sudden explosion of interest in the National Football League. And I remember even two years before... Las Vegas got their team. The idea of having an NFL team in Vegas is like, it'll never happen. Well, remember that Tony Romo fantasy event he was going to do? I was supposed to go and be part of that. Right. And they told him you can't do it near or in a casino. It will never happen. Now, not only do we have the Las Vegas Raiders, billions of dollars are being funneled into the NFL through gambling sure. establishments. Billions of Football, dollars. Football, baseball, you've got them in the park and keep on going on the line. So billions and billions of officials now 
under such incredible scrutiny, it's like they can't get it right. We even saw it in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, there were overturned calls all over the place. It was weird. It was a weird, weirdly officiated game. It was a very weirdly officiated For, game. E- even before you get to the holding call. There was still a lot of a lot of moments where you're having debates of what do you think with that? Why why wasn't that reviewed? What was so, going on there? Being an official is a great job. I mean, think about this. Part time too. Is there another part time job in America where you get a pension? How many part time jobs in America will earn you a lifetime pension? NFL officials get that. It's a part time job. They're not full time employees, yet they get a pension for life. Pretty good deal. Not a bad deal. No, not at all. So what do you do if you're the NFL, the NBA, and the, and these are the main sports? Because in baseball, I, you don't even need umpires. You don't. Robots, baby. You, think about it. In baseball, you have no fouls and you have no penalties. It's either ball, strike, safe, out, fair, or foul. All of that can be done electronically. You don't need umpires on a field at all. Plays at, at bases, do we need the extra camera angles and someone in a booth with a joystick? Did you see the size of these new bases? It's ridiculous. Did you see the size of the new the bases? Side? Did you guys the see the pictures like of we the new base in? bases? Oh my god, they're gigantic! Everything they changed, I hate, and it's—I don't think it's me being an old man. What is that? I, I thought they were joking. They're taller than Altuve. <laughs> <laughs> that's well done. Uh, that's the very now. now did ba- you see the size no, of those new bases? Unbelievable. But um, but if you're an NBA official calling fouls or an NFL official calling penalties, I don't know what more they can do. No, it's tough at this point. It's tough at this point, trying to figure out how to legislate the rest of it. Because you either want it called or you don't. If you want it called and you, and you really want stuff called, we've got a five-hour game that's coming to you. It's right. A theater near you. Right, because we could debate holding. Now we're calls both on, on the, the same page as far as challenging a call should be all inclusive. Sure, if it's a panel, 100%. whatever you want to. If you want to add one more per team, I'm good with that. You can't be un- unlimited. Now, if the booth in New York wants to come over the top at any point, that should be an option as well. How about hey, the hey hey? <laughs> how about the NBA? That that last hack on LeBron James. Against the Celtics, they got and they, a letter to they say already ap- had apologize. used their challenge, yeah. which they won that challenge. Yeah. So they didn't have a challenge left to actually challenge a blatant hack on the wrist that cost the Lakers a game. And then, of course, LeBron and AD conveniently sat out the next game in Brooklyn. Figure. Yeah. All right. So we got to answer the question about the Lakers going for. We haven't done that yet. Okay. So I, we, we should, we should all do right, that. All right, we'll do that anyway. on the other side. Also, Adam Kaplan's going to be joining us in the next hour. we get all the latest NFL news from our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. This is Fox Sports Saturday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. He gets it into Trey Galloway. He throws it over. It comes into Puchifino. Turns around. Double team in trouble. Throws it up court to Galloway. Gets it across the timeline to Trey Jackson Davis. Stay! Slams it home! What a play by Galloway to get him the ball. That is Don Fisher from Learfield. And uh, do you have an update on that score there, Mr. Big Ten? Iowa Sam between Indiana and Illinois. Yep. Hoosiers with a 71-68 final. There it is. All right. Well, I'll get. I mean, later on, we're running out of time. Later on, I'm going to get into the idea that we're going to be part of the same family in the Big Ten here shortly. Uh, by the way, that is our Progressive Play of the Day. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. It's right, a nice bounce back for Indiana after losing to Northwestern. My Northwestern Wildcats. Anyway, keep going. By the way, the Big Ten's uh, resume in the tournament has not been glowing in no. recent years. You know, so hey, but my team is going to dance. That'll change the day the UCLA enters the Big Ten. I promise you that, because we have a legit coach of Mick Cronin. All right, um, you, you lobbying for a job with Mick Cronin? <laughs> I, you want to get him in next hour? I, Ask Adam Kaplan about him. When you replace the worst coach in America, as Steve Alford was, the worst coach worst in America, coach. In America. Yeah, he had good hair, though. Worst coach in America. You know, at Nevada, he's in the running for National Coach of the Year. Worst coach <laughs> right. in America. Steve needs a hug. Steve Alford's good at, like, the mid-major level. The he's, fact that UCLA dominates. hired Steve Alford is an embarrassment to National the University. champion. What, as a player? Legend. Yeah. Anyway... I remember Pacer fans were upset when they drafted Reggie Miller instead of Steve Alford in the draft in 87. You never know. If, if Alford had gone there, you never know what would have happened. He wouldn't have had Reggie Miller's career, I promise you. <laughs> By the way, when did he go to school? That's right, UCLA. Anyway, let's talk about these Lakers right now. So, I mentioned they got to go 14-9 and nine yeah. in their last 23 games just to get to 500. And when you look at their schedule post-All-Star game, <laughs> they got Golden State at home. Then they have three straight roadies. Uh, they, they got they got a, a hard road ahead of them. But if they can survive that and keep uh, LeBron James healthy and get AD healthy and see if D'Angelo Russell can somehow thirty five hundred what is it thirty five hundred odds right now you can get thirty five to one yeah yeah to. Um, you sounded like Carl Reiner in uh, Ocean's Eleven. Yes. And say we do this. I'm trying to talk myself into making a bet on the can Lakers winning at all. It's whatever. It's a dinner bet. That means you eat cheaply the next couple of nights. What, you think the Nuggets are the class of the West? Yeah. Phoenix is intriguing now. But can they actually pull it off? Well, if LeBron and AD num- play to their max level, yeah. 
which at times they have shown this but, but year, by the, the thing, way. But that's the thing, right? Seven-game series. That's where it's intriguing, right? In the East, we stipulate to who the, the top dogs are. Who else, ca- who else scares in you West? in the West? Any who? given Sunday, right? That's it. Yeah, there's nobody. That, I mean, the Warriors, people keep wondering if they're going to I mean, everyone talks about the there. Lakers. Talk about a team that's been sleepwalking all season. Yeah, How La- about the Warriors? Lakers have the, uh, let's see, winning percentage for their final stretch run, according to Tankathon, of uh, 483, only... Five teams, only five teams with an easier schedule. Down All right, so even if they're in the play-in round, as long as we have seen LeBron play at an insanely high level at times this year, and so was Anthony Davis. Anytime we get to say at times, it's great. But isn't that I keep that's waiting for? I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, I mean, like the I'm Clippers, Clippers are just saying, well, you know, if, if we actually get Kawhi Leonard and PG to play every game, how laughable is that? <laughs> they did a, our guy Mark Medina did a huge poll. It's like all oh, these people are waiting for the big surge from the Clippers. I'm like, how many games are they playing together? And once they get to the playoffs, is that any guarantee they show up either? If they're playing at the max level, LeBron and AD are still the best duo in this league. Still the best duo in this league. All right, we'll talk NFL football. This is Fox Football Saturday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Continuing the carnage here on another eventful day in sports. That's on what this we do, Saturday. baby. Uh, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. A match selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So I questioned earlier why Kansas is still on the uh, one seed level. They were getting blown out early, down 13 and a half to Baylor. Second half now, 36-14 to 14 Jayhawks. Unbelievable. They have a nine-point lead over the Baylor Bears. So uh, Kansas, the defending champions, showing up in a big way, blowing out Baylor in the second half. Wow. Four players in double figures. Jalen Wilson, the forward, 18-11 and 11 on the game. Crazy. Yeah, we were watching it in the first half, kind of chuckling. It's like, wow, home court, you didn't bother to show up. That's one hell of a halftime speech. Hmm. Uh, should I be worried about my UCLA Bruins tonight? Fourth ranked team in the country. They're playing Cal. That's uh, three and twenty three on the season. Three Can they give an effort for thirty five minutes like Stanford did the other night? You know what? Where you give them a, just a little bit of a scare? Well, what was embarrassing about that after the game? Mick Cronin basically said, and some of the players agree that, yeah, we were we were a little cocky. I'm like. Uh, against a Stanford team that just beat Arizona? Why? I'm sorry. Why, why did you think they were going to roll over? Now, Cal's a different story. Well, what, 25 they were 10 and, and, 10 and 16. They, but they, were, were they, just, beat out, they just beat just Arizona. I've... Hey, man, the Any Given Sunday 
It happened to them, not us. No. We're the mighty Bruins. Come on. <laughs> we are the we mighty Bruins. We got the Bruins. superhero right, well, of coaches, okay, Mick Cronin. Well, Isn't that what you just said? Well, I have this rare opportunity to spend air time with you, Mike. Yeah. Let's talk about this whole dynamic of the future of the Big Ten with the invasion of mm-hmm. USC and UCLA. My team may get relegated before it's all <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, we're, the, the changing landscape. Well, look, I was talking to some people about the future of the Pac-12. And, in fact, I was talking to my friend Don McLean last night. There you go. Good man. And he's worked for the Pac-12 Network for years. Now, I've been hearing the obvious solution. It's not a solution, but it's an alternative, is you look at the markets. And so San Diego State and UNLV with the San Diego and Las Vegas Mm -hmm. markets come in. But he threw a wrinkle. He said, forget those markets. They're going after SMU and the Dallas market. Get that big TV market in. By the way, if if the Pac-12 were to just change right. altogether, Don McLean goes down as the leading scorer all time. That'll never be challenged. You know what? And my my dear friend Eric Dickerson, the all time leading rusher in Southwest Conference How history. How about that? Suddenly he pops in. No one ever will break that record because the conference doesn't exist no, anymore. That's right. Uh, so but, how long are they going to call it the Big Ten? When there's like 30 schools in the Big Ten, will it still be the Big Ten? I don't know. I've already registered all uh, websites <laughs> related to Big 20. Where do you think the limit's <laughs> going to be? All right, so USC, UCLA make it what, 18 now? Yeah. Okay, so that's 18. Well, you think we need one more? Go back to Ocean's <laughs> 11. Who, we are, need one what more. What other schools? Let's get one more. What, are, who well, other what, schools? what other markets do well, they not have? If Notre Dame has no interest... By the way, I had, uh, you know, Pete Futak, right? Sure, Pete's a good buddy so of Pete, ours. So yeah. Pete had this suggestion right after. I talked to Pete about this, and he was he was making the pitch for the Pac-12 that the obvious school that they should go after with a vengeance is Notre Dame. And, so, and, the, and the argument, the so the argument would be that if you're Notre Dame, if you go to the Big Ten, you're just in the mix. No, that's right. No, but if you come argument, to the Pac-12, sure. you are the star. Well, with those two teams leaving, sure. Right? Yeah. With the L.A. market vacant. So you would basically control that conference. And it would be a very workable conference to win and qualify 100%. for the playoff and everything, especially with the expanded playoffs and everything else. I didn't. I I, I threw that at other people. Ah, Notre Dame's oh, no. in Indiana. It doesn't Geography matter. doesn't matter anymore. It, it hasn't Big mattered blew, forever. They ever, blew that up when they brought Penn State exactly. in, and then they brought Rutgers in, and all, no. Maryland. None of that matters. Maryland. Anyway. I mean, just keep going on down the line. That's why even the Pac-12 going and and grabbing a school in Texas. <laughs> okay. They recruit out of Texas for years. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a hotbed. So, and then there was a suggestion that maybe the Pac-12 would go. Forget forget football. See, right now, you know this, Mike. College football is separate from the NCAA. Oh, yeah. And the NCAA has no jurisdiction over college football. They, they have been silent about they, they name pretend, and image and everything else. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. there is no NCAA champion yeah. in Division One football. There never has been. You know, they just keep making up championships, playoffs, and everything else. It's the only sport at any level, men's or women's, that an NCAA champion's not crowned. Every other sport, every other level, there's an NCAA championship trophy except Division One football. So the idea is, forget football for a second if you're the Pac-12, right? Focus on basketball and go after a Gonzaga or a Houston and create a simply like a, a super basketball conference. Forget the football idea. stuff. Yeah. Except uh, there's 
there's more money overall. <laughs> Way more. In, in the football side of things. Yeah. So abandoning that is always uh, yeah. going to be a tough sell. In any of those campuses. By the way, here's the argument if you're Gonzaga. There will probably be more WCC teams in the tournament this year than Pac-12 teams. Pac-12s get what? Two right now, right? Two right now, yeah. Unless somebody else randomly I mean, Oregon and SC are on the bubble. Right, unless they randomly win the tournament, though. Yeah, they're they're bubble teams right now. I think the WCC could have as many as four teams in there. I don't get in there and sell, 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 Steve. By the way, did you hear that we were talking about expanding the tournament again from 68 to like 90? Yeah. I'm like, why are you doing it? You don't need to do that. You have the conference tournaments. The fact that it rolled off your tongue to say that you from 68, that would be a hard sell for a lot of people right there. <laughs> Look at It's when, a tournament of 64. Those other two games when, don't count. When, I, get, I get really hyped up about this. When people are dismissive of John Wooden and all his championships saying, well, how many, you know, who do you have to play? But. You had to win your conference just to get in the tournament. Is Gilbert in the Hall of Fame, by the way? Sam Gilbert is not in the Hall of Fame. Spiritually, he might be. <laughs> okay. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I had to ask. You still had to coach the players. 100%. 100%. Someone yes. had to get him there and keep him there. I remember he won seven straight championships and combined record of 205 and five in seven years. Just saying. Because people do it in the NBA all the time, right? Of hey, look at these champions all these years ago, the Lakers and Celtics. Do you miss Mike Shashevsky at all? Yeah. Other than him yelling at people when they stormed the court. Did and- I tell you the time that we had, you know, uh, Pat O'Brien? Uh, he he could. Uh, the thing about Pat was he he his Rolodex was unbelievable. I did get to hear a little of your so, uh, interaction with our guys over at AM five seventy yes. yesterday. So, and Pob coming up. Pob. Uh, he um he could call Shashevsky and he would literally come straight on the air. A good move. He's like, it's unbelievable. I mean, how many people uh, have that kind of power? That's kind of why you had Pat so this. There, this yeah. was, so this was um, this is right when uh, he was about to pass Bob Knight as the winningest coach, mm-hmm. and I couldn't resist this question. I said to him, I said, a coach, when you pass Bob Knight, do you think you could catch Pat Summit as the all-time leader? Oh, that's a good question. Because at the time, Pat Summit yeah, yeah. had more wins than Bob Knight in her time at Tennessee. Silence. Good for you. It's a great question. <laughs> and and you know, then he basically, there was silence, and then he was like, mm, probably not. But in a very solemn way. I think, I think he did actually pass her eventually. So. I, think, I think that's true. But, yeah. but that's a good question. This is kind of out of left. Field. I couldn't. It was it was a smart Alec question. I get well, it, you know, but I just I couldn't resist. Well, you were mad because he wasn't in your Rolodex to be able to call. <laughs> exactly. Him. It wasn't like I was going to lose him as a friend. Did you clone Pat's phone while he was sitting there? <laughs> no. You've seen that in a lot of movies and TV show, right? Just yeah. sidle it up next to it and start grabbing grabbing the. You know, Rolodex. you know why Pat was so good at this is that he would. Since Pat's He's a not, legend, by, 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 okay. by his own admission, Happy Pat was birthday, by the way. absolutely. Good, uh, well, he and Rich Ornberger both uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day babies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, my sister just became a grandmother on Valentine's that? Day. Twins. Anyway, um, well, congratulations. But uh, and to all you lovers out there, but Pat was really the reason he was had this relationship with these people all those years he worked at cbs sports even though pat would be the first to tell you he really didn't follow sports or really care that much about sports but he was the perfect man to set up set the scene but he, he never sold it. but he never talked sports with these people 
That's he the, would talk no, that's music and you know, entertainment. Entertainment. So like the rest of us Yahoos, we see an athlete. But it's we're always gonna, the switch, right? Right. They all want to be in entertainment. Like I remember we had Dion one time, Dion Sanders at the Super Bowl, and he couldn't get enough because he doesn't talk football with him. No, sorry, but that's but that's the way you you develop relationships with all these guys yeah. through the years. Well, I mean, some I mean, of them on a personal. But you've got to yeah. ask the the yeah. basics, right? Because if they come on your show, you've got to ask the basics. But Pat did that because that, he didn't have anything to tell ask him well, about this. He didn't really right, but follow their but careers. a lot of yeah. our relationships, the guys that we have on air, yeah, yeah. we eventually get to the, yeah. the the meat and potatoes of what what they do in terms of their expertise. But what drives them? Who gets but them you're, excited. You're, That's but the key. You see, you're so much more into that stuff. Um, well, it's what I do with my girls. Like we're deep into movies and and television and well, movies. Theater, I'm into movies. I'm into yeah. And, uh, go on down. Banshee should win the uh, film of the year. I mean, I'm watching the Grammys the other day. I'm like, what yeah. is this? What is this? I don't. It's a, it's a different world. Different world. Like what? Well, it's it's not it's not your your father's Grammys. It's not your Grammys. <laughs> I mean, it used to be sing a song. I mean, how, how many of these songs are going to hold up thirty years from now? Yeah, they don't have to. They don't have to. Like anything in our culture right now, as long as it lasts. 15 <laughs> is everything disposable? Is that it? Yes. Everything's disposable immediately. Damn right. All right, I'll tell you what's not disposable is the inside of our next man. That would be Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, will join us next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbin and Mike Harmon, we are live from the TireRack.com studios. All right, it is that time. Always a treat, always a pleasure, always an honor. To be joined by our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, he is Mr. NFL, he is Adam Kaplan. Hartman and Harmon today, Adam. What's up, Adam? Here we are. It's good to be with you. It is good to be with you today. All right, um, I heard earlier our dear friend Jonas Knox questioning why it is that Eric Bieniemy would leave the Chiefs for a lateral job with the Washington Commanders. Um... What's going on with Eric Bieniemy? I mean, the idea that, well, if he proves himself as a play caller, maybe he's more uh, in line to be a head coach. But wait a second. Andy Reid wasn't a play caller when he got a job. Neither was uh, Doug Peterson. A lot of guys who were offensive coordinators that became head coaches did so without actually calling plays. So what is the situation, and why did Eric Bieniemy leave the Chiefs for what appears to be a near lateral job with the commanders. Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's lateral in title, but he's got the assistant head coach title. He's going to make more money. Uh, the neg- there are two big negatives here. I was talking to Doug Gottlieb about this. Um, quite frankly, this is a job a lot of coaches didn't want. 
Why would they not want it? It's an offensive coordinator job. Why would they not want that? Two reasons. This staff, if the if ownership changes hands, nobody knows who the head coach would be in 2024. Everyone's safe this season, obviously. But 2024 becomes sort of a mystery. Uh, and, Brian, uh, and, and when you look at Ron Rivera, he had his end-of-the-season press conference, so this was not lost on some, some coaches I'm friendly with. Rivera basically said this is going to be a run-first offense. Without saying it, he kind of said that the quarterback will not be a factor. It's, it's going to go through the running game, and they're going to win with defense. Well, that, that'll be good enough to win nine, ten games maybe if your defense is really good. But it puts a lot of pressure on, on the new offensive coordinator. In this case, it's Biennemi to call a run-based scheme. And remember, the scheme that he came from, though, he didn't call the plays. Andy Reid did. He was heavily involved in designing it. And that's one of the best in NFL history in terms of passing the football. So it's sort of a strange situation. The enemy knew he had to go somewhere where he's not under, under Andy Reid's shadow. That's why he's been trying to leave. And still, I mean, it's, it's not the greatest job in the world, but he's going to have a chance to run his offense. And I'll say one thing that, that helps him. He's got Brian Robinson, a running back. He's really, they're a really talented wide receiver. But, uh, again, they don't, they're going to go with Sam Howell here. Uh, for at least right now, their plan is to go forward with Sam Howell. That could change. But that's, that's a guy who was a fifth-round pick last season. Yeah, Jason Wright tweeting out earlier, quote, he's fully empowered to reshape the program and his image, creative game planning, attention to detail, <laughs> unwavering <laughs> accountability. There you go. Well, Mike, again – I'm just going to go by what Ron Rivera said. Sure. Ron Rivera, it's his call, no one else's. Ron Rivera's personnel control. Ron Rivera also controls what, how the offense and defenses will be run. And Ron said at the end of the season that they're going to have a run-based offense. So that's what I expect to see. But what I would say is this. Let's say that Sam House, the quarterback, again, we're only in February here. They don't know who their quarterback will be in September. Certainly. But if, it, if it's going to be Hal, and let's say he has a great game, 30 for 37, 350 yards, and it's, tr- it's, a re- it's not from, coming from behind. He actually plays really well. Are they really going to go run the football 30 times the next week? Right. We can't answer that, but that's, that's the problem that people have with this job. All right, before we talk about quarterbacks on the move, let's talk about quarterbacks not going anywhere. Um, we've been talking a lot about Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, about $50 yeah. million dollars a year for them. Even more than that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is in that same draft class, and obviously his stock has gone up significantly after a, uh, by the way, second most fantasy points ever. Am I right, Mike, huh. for a quarterback yeah, in the Super Bowl right. behind, yeah, behind yeah. Steve yeah. Young's six-touchdown game for the 49ers? If yeah. only so, he hadn't fumbled. So, you lost yeah. those two. Yeah, well, yeah. that's exactly. But Jalen Hurts, how does this, what are, what are the Eagles' plans as far as his future contract is concerned? Yeah, so so Steve, they, they've made it clear to him and his agent, Nicole Lynn, they want to get a deal done. They're going to be trying to be aggressive with it. Now, the question will be, because here's the thing, if, if I'm Hurts, I'm not going to do a deal right now. I'm going to want to see what Burrow and Herbert get. See, the one thing that Hurts has over those other two guys is, it's pretty clear, he's coming off of an MVP-type season. And that, that's, he's got that leverage there. Now, he also does not have a fifth-year option. That 23 is the last year of his rookie deal, where the other, the other teams, next year they could use the fifth-year option if they want to. It's... Again, the, the, those teams don't have to do a deal now. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, historically, going back to uh, Joe Banner, the former president, they want to get deals done early. They want, they're happy to give away a lot of guaranteed money early because they know that, that particularly in this case, with the TV money, the big TV money hitting in 2023, the cap's going to go up significantly year after year after year. So the, the Eagles want to get this done now rather than wait. I think Hertz should be smart to wait to see what those numbers look like if Bo and Herbert get deals, which could average 52 to $55 million per season. 
All right, so we could do a three-day dark retreat in Guatemala, uh-huh. Adam, uh, for $840 plus airfare uh, to try to experience the same thing uh, as Aaron Rodgers. What kind of clarity do you think he finds in the darkness? Well, here's what I in my reporting on this. I put this out, actually, at the Super Bowl. The Jets, the Jets have ranked, I'm told by multiple sources, it's, it's Rodgers 1, Derek Carr's 2. Derek Carr's visiting this weekend mm-hmm. with Jets coaches. Uh, but they, and I give Woody Woody Johnson credit. People question him and his involvement. Would he spend the money? But when I've been told he he's all in uh, for Aaron Rodgers if they could work it out. But Rodgers has to have his meeting with Brian Gutekunst, the GM of the Packers, and they have to kind of decide where they're going to go forward. And I could tell you for a fact they love Jordan Love there. He is really he had a good offseason last year. I mean I know it was coming off the bench and the Eagles couldn't prepare for him, but he did a really good job when when uh, Rodgers got hurt against the Eagles. On a Monday night, uh, Monday night game, I think it was. But mm-hmm. the, the fact of the matter is, when you look at the Packers situation, Rodgers' future is tied into to Love's because they have the fifth-year option on Love, which is doing right after the draft, a week after. So they have to get some clarity here. And it start, really, quite frankly, the quarterback carousel starts with Rodgers because this is an historically bad free agent class. It's Rodgers is on a contract, so he doesn't really count, though it, obviously he could be moved. Jimmy Garoppolo is the best unrestricted free agent quarterback, and then it's just a bunch of backups. All right, so Lamar Jackson's situation, yeah. it's really twofold because we assume the Ravens will franchise tag they him, will. and then that could be worked in a sign-and-trade situation. But they're also, not going to trade him. I'm just telling you. So they're not going to trade him. I mean, no. because, again, if you are bringing a Lamar Jackson, he brings in a very unique set of skills. Now, give the Ravens credit, they scrapped what they had under Joe Flacco to create an offense that was centered around the talents of, of Lamar Jackson. So is are there teams out there, if indeed the Ravens were even contemplating a deal, that would make a similar adjustment to fit an offense to what Lamar does pass? Yeah, and that's that. See, Steve, you bring up an excellent point. This is the thing. And John Harbaugh was very clear on this and why they're not trading him. They made a decision when they moved on from Joe Flacco that they're going to build a specific offense that's going to be run-based. It's almost... In a way, it's kind of like the, the 2000 Ravens, although it was Trent Dilfer, of course. But they want to win with defense and the running game. This is not going to be a passing offense. Though, though their, their new offensive coordinator, it's interesting, they go away from Greg Roman, who's Mr. Run-based, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, run game guy. They bring in Todd Monken, who's no, no more for his passing game. But the fact of the matter is, John said this at the end of the... He, he killed all the speculation. So did Eric DaCosta. They made it pretty clear. This is our guy. We're going to do everything we can to get a deal done. They're going to try, but Lamar has not moved off. And I understand they, 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 he wants he wants the five years fully guaranteed uh, that that Watson got. No no team wants to do that. And that that also, by the way, and if you're Joe Burrow's agent or your your um, Herbert's agent, I mean, you obviously have to ask for that. You're not going to get it. No team's been willing to even consider that. Now, could we get a compromise at four years fully guaranteed? That could be the best compromise. I'd be walking in with all the tapes of Bashadi talking about the contract. <laughs> if, if yeah, and, 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 and guys, he's right? made it clear he's not doing that. I mean, right. it's not a secret. He's made it clear he's not doing it. Now, in terms of their receiving core, even if it's still run-based, they've taken a couple of shots in the draft. Trying to keep guys healthy has been a, a difficult proposition at that position, Adam. You know, wh- how do they turn in, in free agency to try to convince Lamar that maybe there can be more rounded out into the passing game? Yeah, but remember now, Bateman comes back from the Les Franck injury. He's a former first-round pick, so he, he'll be starting when he's back. DuVernay was miscast as a number two. 
they are looking to add a – they're probably going to add two receivers. Uh, I would expect them to, to address this in the draft. Because if you really look at their football team, their defense is fantastic. Sure. Uh, they don't have to worry about their defense. It's, it's quite frankly, the, as you bring it up, their receiver core, they have to take a look at it. That's, to me, their number one need. I know they're a run-based offense, but you gotta, they had no depth. I mean, when you're bringing back Sammy Watkins, I mean, right. <laughs> off the scrap heap, you're kind of telling you you're, you're fishing. So they have to do that. They have to get younger at a couple spots, the offensive line, right guard and right tackle. They'll, they'll look to do that. But it's just getting Lamar. They love to get it done. They've tried. I'll say this much. They've tried. It's not like they haven't tried, but I think one of the things is he does not have an agent. He has advisors. He has his mother also involved, mm-hmm. as, I, as I understand it. Not having an agent does not help the situation because an agent could – there are creative ways to get a deal done where if you're trying to get five years fully guaranteed, which you're not going to get, there, there are other things you can do, some bells and whistles that can get you close to that, but they've not been able to do that. So I'm looking at teams that absolutely need a quarterback like now, like, uh, like Texans, Colts, <laughs> <Right>. Panthers, Jets, <laughs> Raiders, Commanders, and then there's a lot of teams that you know could use a better quarterback – Saints, Falcons, Titans. Yep, you got it. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, and, uh, you know, as you mentioned, this is a very limited free agent list. You're only going to get a couple of guys out of the draft. I mean, this is like musical chairs here, Adam. There's going to be only so many spots, and I see a lot of teams are going to be left empty handed uh, as far as the quarterback position going into 2023. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt. I mean, I, I've been saying for months, I mean, they're, they're, they're probably, if you really look at it, 10 teams that need a quarterback. It's, it's an historically bad situation. In fact, when I look at it, so Carr's out there, obviously, as we've talked about. Uh, Carson Wentz and Winston will, be, will I'm sure, are going to be made available. They've got bad contracts, so they'll be on the street, but no one looks at them as a starter right now. Then you've got Mayfield, Darnold, Mike White, who I kind of like as a good backup, Brissett, Bridgewater, Dalton, Heineke, Dobbs, Flacco, Drew Locke, Keenum, Rudolph, Minshew, Daniel, Stidham, Rush, Gabbert, all backups. That's it. So you just nailed it, Steve. I've just listed 16 backup quarterbacks. Where are you going to get a starter? Mm. Make a trade in uh, a giant offer to Chicago for Justin Fields. You know they they're you know Mike they've they were also pretty now now I'm I know I know of two teams absolutely are doing homework on on the said quarterback. Well, Jim Ursay put a picture uh, you know of him riding a bear. Well, he also say uh, let it know you know he mentioned oh I like that uh, Alabama quarterback which I thought was funny but the the front office made it pretty clear that this is their guy and this yeah. the, and although they didn't draft him they weren't there when they were he was drafted Justin Fields so it, you're, Steve's right it, it it's really bad and the now we'll get into more in the draft as we go forward uh, where we'll probably see three quarterbacks roughly go in the first round maybe five in the top forty but. It'll be better than last year's group, no question about sure. that. It was historically bad, but there are just too many teams that need a quarterback. The, the demand has outlived supply here. It's it's pretty bad. We got so, Mike White in, too. I mean, Good we're, job, I like Adam. Yeah, were, were I we do, too. Were we I like just Mike talking White. a year ago about just how many great quarterbacks are well, in the but NFL? It, but it drops off precipitously. Boy, it's it, bad, it, man. It dropped it's a off bad time. really big time going in 2023. Adam, it's great for you to hang out with Hartman and Harmon. There you go. <laughs> See, it's, it rolls off Harman. the tongue. It really <laughs> har har is right. what we try to call it. Adam, well, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Let's find out what's trending right now. So we welcome back Monsi, who uh, is getting you can it's the har har show, right? It is the har har show. Har har laughs at information. Har har. Uh, you know what's funny is one time I don't know what I was telling my friend. She asked me how my day went or like. I, 
I don't remember, but I mentioned both of you, mm. and she was like, "Did you not just say that name already?" And I was like, "No, it's Hartman <laughs> and Harmon." And she's like, "Oh, so that happened to me already with the friend." Well, you heard about what you Mike guys. said. Well, I, I do things, and Mike gets blamed for them. <laughs> Did you remember I'm what the, Harmon I'm the said? Uh, powerful and attractive man of the two. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. I, there it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> guys, two games going on right now in college hoops. Number one, Alabama is all over Georgia. 47-19 is the score. That is not a typo. Six minutes left in the first half. While number 24, Providence, holding on to their lead over Villanova. 67-63. This game is on Fox and three minutes left in that one. Number five, Kansas with the 55-point second half to come back and beat number nine, Baylor. The final score was 87-71. to Now, number 16, Xavier, they outscored DePaul 82-68. One game went to overtime earlier today. It was between number six, Texas and Oklahoma, but the Longhorns came out on top 85-83. to One upset, Kentucky with the upset over number 10, Tennessee 66-54. to We also had victories from number seven, Virginia, number 12, Kansas State, Number 14, Indiana. Number 15, Miami. Number 20, UConn. And number 22, TCU. They all had victories. The Genesis Invitational continues. And now we just have one person at the top of the leaderboard sitting all alone. John Rom at number at, at, at num, uh, under 14. Sorry. 14 number under. One. Sorry. Number one. Thank you. At 14 under par. Tiger Woods is done for the day. And he is at three under par was his final. And the story just came out on ESPN. This is at the All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. Kevin Durant was asked if it was like a good thing that players are demanding these trade requests for the NBA. And he said, I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I get, the news hits that we got from that we got from me being traded, Kyrie being traded, it just brings more attention to the league. And that's really what rakes the money in when you get more attention. So I think it's great for the league, to be honest. I don't agree. (laughs) (laughs) I don't agree. You know when when people are under the delusion that no (laughs) matter how crazy what is they're going to say, it's going to make sense to everybody. Sure. You know, and it's gospel. Yeah. Simply because it came out of my pie hole. Right. That type of thing. For sure, for sure. Amazing. A little baseball news. We all heard that pitcher Jacob deGrom was already having issues. Well, Rangers GM Chris Young said that his side is improving, so he's actually going to play catch tomorrow. No Mm. bullpen, but he's going to play catch. So there is that. Guys, it's been fun. Happy Saturday. All right, Monty. I will see you tomorrow, I think. Yes, Yes, I'll be here. All right, Monty. Very, very good. Thanks so much. Of course. Uh, By the way, uh, we are brought to you by uh, Progressive. Makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. At Progressive.com. Now, your uh, partner, Jason Smith. <laughs> Which take do you want to take exception to from this week? Well, I, you know. Uh, <laughs> he made J- a lot of people mad at him this week, so just pick one out of a hat. Well, Jason and I did a number of shows when I was doing uh, the Monday through Friday show with Pat back in the day. Pat always had dental problems he yeah, had yeah. to take care of. Sure. Uh, I do remember Jason and I getting into heated discussion. When it's all said and done, he insisted that Matt Harvey will make people forget that Clayton Kershaw ever existed. That uh, was his. Well, it uh, was Mad Harvey Day every fifth day. And yeah, you got to defend your guy. So he was uh, insisting that what's all said and done, 
There'll be no argument. Who's better, Matt Harvey well, over Clayton? Look, the show is that day. Does We've he feel any remorse him. about the Mets uh, waving bye to a uh, disintegrating Jacob Degrom? Oh, are you kidding? When that news broke, you go, "Oh, big surprise!" Big surprise. <laughs> look, you're at a point where we talk about all these NBA guys. Right? There's no guarantee any of these guys are playing tomorrow, or load management, or back on the injury shelf. Right? What well, we were talking about the Lakers earlier in the show. <laughs> How many games you got left with Davis and, and LeBron playing together? Because if you heard the to- reports after they said LeBron was hurt after his record-breaking night, you made it sound like you weren't going to see him again. And then all of a sudden, what? There he is a couple days later, back dominating on the court. Took the days off, but then dominating, and now he's going to play in the in the All-Star game and festivities. With Jacob deGrom, I don't, I don't know what he is. I mean, you're hoping for 20 starts? Well, I, I he paid a lot of money for twenty starts a year at this point. Again, every time I open up the historical vault on sure. uh, my shows, uh, people cringe. But when I when I think about, can we get a sound effect? Of I like mean, it's it's a script like, opening or something. Uh, I mean, I I had a, the nineteen eighty nine All Star game. Now it's time it was for in Steve's fault. This is where Bo Jackson hit the leadoff home yeah, run off Rick sure. Russell. So they used to have an old timers game. Rick Russell. Yeah. Uh, yes. Legend. He, he, by the way, he was he a nasty guy. He his brother, guy. Paul. Yeah. Uh, the Russell brothers. Anyway, um, of course, ties with your beloved Cubs. Anyway, I hate the Cubs. What are you talking about? I'm I know White that. Sox I know you are. Jerk. So, <laughs> USC sort of, fan, Steve Hartman. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my dad did go to USC. Anyway, um, they used to have still an old timers game yeah. back in the day. And sitting there was the winningest left-hander of all time, Warren Spawn. And I wanted to take time to record an interview with yeah. Warren. And we were talking even then about asking less of starting pitchers. So instead of completing 20 to 25 games, they were now down to about 15. Though so there was already a trend. Now we don't we have teams, teams <laughs> that go an entire year without a single complete yeah. game. But he said, "I don't get it because he said my feeling was the more I pitched, the stronger my arm got over the course of the season." And it was the same way in the game. I got stronger as the game progressed, not weaker. There was something to be said about setting up batters from their first to bat to, you know, third or fourth to bat. Why is it we have so many injuries these days with pitchers doing less and not more? Wasn't that the idea is that you wanted to be able to preserve these arms? And yet we have more injuries than ever Yeah, as far as pitchers are concerned. It's amazing. Right, and we we talk about the same thing with all the babying. I'll, I'll use the term. People can hate me if they want. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own trainer in all of these sports. Like, no, no, I got my own guy. It's like, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and and you go through the process, but yeah, missing games, missing starts, leaving a start, a little bit of a blister. <laughs> Guys used to pitch through all the other fingers are falling off, and they used to pitch, and they walked uphill both ways. No, like all of those things. It, it's it's amazing with all of the technological and medical advances that somehow these guys are less healthy. Tommy John, Tommy John, Tommy John. And then then you see Verlander, who missed like two full years, come back at age 39 after Tommy John and win a Cy Young Award. I, I don't know. Did you see Maybe this? that makes him that much more special in, in the annals of history. Did you see this Baylor basketball player and his comeback recently? Mm-hmm. I mean, he completely... His knee exploded. Yeah, complete. It's crazy because I had a huge knee and he's injury. As running a kid. up and down like, the court, dunking, and wouldn't they wouldn't sign off medical forms, whatever. Told me, hey, you're done with anything competitive. 
We're not signing off because if it blows, it's on us. See, this is this is why That's thirty years. This is why I get upset when people talk about excluding people from halls of fame because of performance enhancing drugs. I don't know what they're using in terms of the healing of some of these players. Remember Adrian Peterson? Yeah. I mean, that was a complete blowout of the the knee. And he comes back and was an MVP. But if it gets a star So that's performance enhancing. I don't care. I don't. None of this matters to me. None of it. I want my athletes to be be bigger, stronger, faster, whatever they can do to be better. I don't care by artificial means. That means nothing to me. If you take advantage of of that, great. If you don't, that's your choice. It doesn't mean anything to me. The integrity of the game. When I hear that every time out of baseball, well, they were jeopardizing the integrity of the game. You mean the integrity of sport that banned an entire race of people for 60 years? That's the You're worried about the integrity of that sport? So many, Come uh, on. so many caveats to what what integrity means as related to and defined in Major League Baseball or any other sport, but certainly for baseball, it's like if it's getting a guy back in his rehab, should he just have to wait at home and see if it heals naturally? Isn't it all? Isn't that what Mike performance enhancing? Mark McGuire made it clear he had two years where he was wiped out because because of injuries. Get me healthy, and then he got on the stuff. Next thing you know, he's being hailed as the savior of baseball. He's excluded from the Hall of Fame? Come on. Ah! Drives me absolutely nuts. All right. What's going to transpire as far as the NBA All-Star game? Who's going to be the first of these NFL quarterbacks to actually sign on with another team? We've got a lot of questions that need to be answered in a short amount of time. This is Fox Sports Saturday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Hartman and Mike Harmon. Hi, buddy. Steve Hartman and Mike Harmon. Har har. Live from the TireRack.com studios. want to thank our crew today. Chris, of course, always comes in for the last hour. Just sort of pulls things together here after Iowa Sam leaves the room. Monsi, of course, brilliant as always. Uh, and then, of course, there's Danny G, who, um, by the way, is talking about his dominance in Arizona last week. I heard you earlier with Jonas. Danny dominance yeah he did he dominated the scene there what does that mean that could mean so many different things were you the guy streaking at the uh, golf tournament uh, I think Jonas was talking about the amount of steak and potatoes that we ate during the week not our performance on Radio Row well here's what I didn't understand so I I sort of caught in on this conversation about where all you were staying Uh, that was about Ben Maller yeah so I I what did I miss here (laughs) see I came on my own and I stayed with a friend 
Uh, so I didn't. I wasn't with everybody else, right? I, my I like the way your voice dipped when you yeah. said friend. Friend. So I was there with a friend, and um, but but, say- but Danny, you you said well, what was the deal with Ben's place? So Ben, he uh, he had a choice of like three different hotels, and Ben, being the trip advisory pro that he is, he didn't uh, he didn't review any of the hotels. He just randomly selected one of the three. His he wife, went by price. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't think he cares. Like, he's one of those guys where, ah, eh, hotel's a hotel. And his wife gets there, and she's like, dude, somebody died in this room. We are leaving <laughs> immediately. Was there a body on the ground, okay. or what happened? Yeah. Are they the <laughs> <laughs> So she books a new hotel for them, and she told Ben, she said, you're going to love this because it said in the ad, cannabis-free. Oh, good. And he's like, that's kind of a weird thing to advertise. It's a weird wow. tag. Okay. Right. So they get there. She misread it. It said cannabis friendly. So the entire three days they were there, there were all of these weed parties going on. Wow! With Ricky See, I Williams. thought it was like free Rick, cannabis wait, with Williams. your rooms, like yes. you know, like free cannabis oh, with your room well. or something like that. So they had uh, uh, cannabis parties, is what you right, said. Yeah. Right. Wow. So bring bong, we'll travel. That type of. So that's why Ben was so chill on Radio Row Friday. <laughs> wow. But you you were hanging out in Vegas. They sent us to Vegas for a couple days. We were at the Wynn Hotel. So did you uh, get it all ready for us next year oh, when we all go to beautiful. Vegas for the Super Bowl? I think we uh, we sold it pretty well. I never stayed at the Wynn. I had never had either. Yeah. I, I felt like I took a decided step up in class and had to dress appropriately once. Like, what do I got in my bag that makes me look like I belong here? I mean, between Mandalay Bay and MGM, I have i can't count how many times I've been in what, Vegas man, for fights over the years. Yeah, no, see, I never got sent for any of that. Yeah. So we were the uh, the lead. We did uh, the reconnaissance mission mm. for next year's Super Bowl. We had one of the uh, the president of the the board on to talk about all their plans between the F1 race into – Super Bowl prep and wow. all the uh, infrastructure being built and yeah, it's it's, it's some interesting stuff. I got to get to Allegiant Stadium, uh, Danny. You've obviously been at Allegiant Stadium. How, how does that yeah. compare to let's say SoFi? Uh, how does it compare? I think I've mentioned to you before. It doesn't have that crazy incline right. okay. where you feel like if you one false step and you can plunge to your death onto the field. <laughs> yeah, it's the year of living danger. <laughs> and the food, a hundred times better at well, Allegiant. Well, that doesn't say so much. I mean, yes. yeah. the first time I food went to SoFi, so so literally was not edible. Yeah. yeah. Like, not edible. Second time was better. But what that's not saying a whole lot. All right, so while we're here, now, yeah. you, you know Danny, obviously, is our resident Raiders yeah, fan. Yeah, sure. So, Mike, I want you to tell him right now, so there's no more suspense, who is the Raiders' starting quarterback going to be game one, 2023 well, season? Well, he'll emerge from darkness and go right back into a black hole. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. That's what it feels like. Wow. Okay, so what, he what are either they... stays in Green Bay or he's there. And the staying in Green Bay, it, while it's still the betting favorite right now. All right, so he's reunited like with Devontae Adams, which obviously yeah. is a good thing. But how much are the Raiders giving up in that deal? See, that's the curiosity, right? Based on that contract, that's that's where it all. Right. How much? How much play? Well, he's going to have to rework. He's not going to get paid fifty-one but, but million. That, but that's the thing. There's a lot that has to go into the reworking. So I don't know that the ask price has to be so prohibitive. 
Well, I don't know, Danny. Are are they in a position? I mean, if he wants upfront money to make the contract Ooh, now more we're getting workable, back into the Mark yeah. Davis uh, yeah, that's liquidity the problem. question. Uh, he doesn't have any money. They do have a lot of salary cap to work with yeah. going into next season. But you're right. The question is, do you use your draft capital to move up and maybe get a CJ Stroud, and then you got at least four seasons to build around a guy like that, right. or do you go for the immediate hit with Rodgers? Well, you go for the immediate hit if you think an immediate hit. Yeah, the Leeds leading rusher, Devontae Adams. Because you got to get him numbers. to come back too, though. Well, that's another question. How <laughs> yeah. much money are you going to offer him? Well, then they need to go to work right now, yesterday on that <laughs> defense. Bulk that defense up now. Mm. Do you have Chaos. much faith in, I mean, the AFC West, you got the Chiefs sitting alone. When you look at the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders, wow. Old, There's old so many with the Chargers, possibilities. Though, you stay healthy. You got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. I need a training staff. I care less about the, the talent coming in. I need guys to keep them when on I the When I look field. at the recovery, that hand of yours, that's the only doctor I need. I appreciate you. Buddy. Thanks, Mike. Keep it here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.